This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. The sounds you're hearing are sponsored by Steel Reserve. It's the motherfucking 40 God in the building. What up, man? This Week in Culture, episode 16? Episode 16, man. It's your boy, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. the 40 God A.K.A. Nathan, because I'm back, bitch. <laughs> I got my nigga with me. Jay, what up? What up, though? It's Jay Johnson. We'll have a Shop Talk podcast, a.k.a. I keep the 40 on me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hey, the 40 on go me. Go to at Jay Johnson 313 uh, yeah. Insta story, and you'll see that nigga really keep the 40 on him. Uh, <laughs> that was about mistake, too. <laughs> literally man. and figuratively. But, uh, yeah, man, it's your boys, your favorites. We right back, man. This Week in Culture, episode 16. This Week in Culture, we review... The insecure finale, man. That just Season went off. Three by finale the way. that just went off. We in the. St- I got a flight at seven a.m. on you niggas, which means I got to be up in about five six hours. And we in the studio right now because that's how much we love y'all. We wouldn't let y'all go a whole week without no podcast. So we in the building, man. We are here right now. This is pretty much live because that shit just went off less than a fucking half hour ago. And uh, yeah, man, we here. And we about to get into it before we even get down into the synopsis and all that. Two questions, man. How'd you feel about the the finale and how'd you feel about the season overall, bro? Uh, I'll do the season overall first. Yeah. Um, overall, if I had to just have a, a feeling about the, the season, just the overall feeling, I feel relatively good about the season. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't necessarily start off that way. Nope. But nope. I think uh I think we got enough content. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't top heavy. Not at you know all. what I'm saying. Yeah. But I like the ass anyway. So yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and before uh, before we go any further, man, just in case y'all didn't understand, we do have the fucking forties in the building. Like um, forty two ounces. The forty two ounces of steel reserve, aka that two eleven, is in the building, and uh, that's about to make this a whole different type of podcast. So facts, I just want facts. y'all niggas to be prepared that the longer this shit goes, the more ridiculous your boys is about to get. But um, I will say this is also Ant's fault. I've never drunk a forty yeah. without. <laughs> Being right next to hey, Ant, man. by the way. <laughs> the fucking 40 guy will influence you, man. First time, um, I, drink a, I, 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 first time just, I came to the podcast, yeah, man. It's been yeah. a stereotype of a black man in the 40. Yeah. Like, I never wanted to touch that shit. Yeah. But, you and, know. Nah, man. When the 40 guy comes through with 40s, you got to partake. Um, I, I feel similarly about the season overall. I feel, I feel like we got three and a half episodes wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like my money back on them three and a half. You know what I'm saying? I wish I had a receipt so I could return them and get my money because the last four have been, even last week, which was kind of slow, uh, and I heard a lot of feedback from our pod last week. Niggas was like, yo, y'all pod was better than the episode. <laughs> uh, but even with that, it made sense going into this finale. So it the last floor flowed better. Yeah, yeah. And them first three we were getting a lot of, I mean, none of that shit really, like, meant anything. Yeah. The only thing significant, I think, that happened in the first few episodes was uh, 
Daniel Issa sh- quitting her job. The Daniel shit just wasn't necessary, bro. Like, in retrospect, I could have yeah. dealt without it. it fe- and it feels yeah. so long ago. Yeah. Like, I feel empty from that shit, bro. Like, I don't know. Daniel, I'm mad at you, nigga. Um, now, and it, it ain't necessarily his fault, but... Now, as far as the episode, yeah, what I've realized since we started... Doing these uh, this weekend cultures and talking mm-hmm. about the different shows, mm-hmm. I've been looking at each show differently. Yeah, I felt you focused there was a more. lot of there was a lot of shit on the on this episode. I'm like, damn, dog, that's gonna be a dope conversation. Yeah. Unpack that. Yeah. So I looked. It was a lot of shit yeah. in there. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. This shit is like, like if you play fantasy football, nigga, yeah. and you you got a player. From a team you don't give a fuck about, nigga. I got like two niggas from the Browns on my goddamn fantasy team. I don't give a fuck what Cleveland's doing. But when you got somebody on your fan, your fantasy squad, you're more invested. I never knew when niggas say if you put money on a game to make it more interesting. Yeah. When I started doing the Super Bowl squares, yeah, the Super Bowl was a lot more entertaining to me. Yeah, man. Because you know you be trying to get that. I want that four, yep. that three, yep. and you be right waiting. Every play is and so fucking inciting because. Anytime at the end of the quarter, I'm, a, I'm a, I can win twenty dollars. Yeah, so. man, and that's how uh, it's still a nigga out there. I ain't gonna put his name out there, but that nigga definitely owes me a hundred dollars from Super Bowl when the Falcons fucked up against the Patriots. He owed me a hundred dollars from that first half. So I ain't gonna say your name, but nigga, if you listening, I mean, uh, the, Jay do got the blicky on him. So I mean, it's been such a long time. This is you a threat. Should, I mean, yeah, I, would, I need. I interest, would air the nigga, nigga out though. Yeah, <laughs> but know? then on the flip side, man, I still owe a nigga twenty dollars. Shout out my nigga Mach. Uh, <laughs> I owe that nigga twenty dollars from like two NBA finals ago, man. Mach, I still got you, bro. You still my nigga. I'm gonna give you that twenty five, niggas. So you can get your beard done. Uh, but no, man, the episode I thought. This was a really strong finale. I saw Regina King directed it. I don't know if you called oh, that word. at the end. Yeah. You know, I did see yeah. that. Ain't nothing Regina about King it. directed this episode, and I thought, I believe she's directed an episode of Insecure before, if I'm not mistaken, like during season two. Also, is it me, or does it look like it's shot better? It's definitely filmed better. Um, it's crispier. Yeah. They might have got that new iPhone uh, XS Max. And, like, it was parts of this, like, this actually looks like an HBO show. Yeah. Like yeah. the visual yeah. of it looked like it looked especially different. being out in that field on this episode, like the vision. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, so shit, let's let's jump into it, man. Uh, Jay kind of alluded to it, man. There were a lot of things that happened in this episode that I was thinking about as I watched it. Like, damn, I can't wait to go and talk a little bit more uh, about that. So to start the episode off, uh, we got Issa. She combing through the neighborhood, man gentrified ass Inglewood trying to get some sponsors bro she needs caterers she needs music everybody's pretty much telling her fuck off it's tough um, man one motherfucker said you bums are getting creative nigga hey listen man I definitely try to get events and try to get sponsors and yeah. shit like that it, it may, they really make you feel like you begging them yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah, no, they they definitely had her out there. My nigga was funny though. The musician nigga, she had that nigga say how many bitches is gonna be there. She say one bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny, but that was if you've ever done anything even like remotely entrepreneurial or whatever the fuck, you're probably very familiar with that begging game. Um, people will make you feel horrible for trying to do something nice. Um, I think. It's kind of fucked up too when you see like dumbass. Uh, what's the shit where you just give money? Everybody just set a, a the GoFundMe. Yeah. Like I hate when I see niggas have like a GoFundMe 
and it'd be for some stupid shit. I remember a few years ago, it was a bitch that did a GoFundMe trying to go to fucking BET Awards, and she got like $3,500. I mean... That bothered me, and she wasn't that fine. <laughs> I didn't get that bitch shit. I mean, it's just like... I mean, it's just a virtual way to say, hey, can I borrow a couple of dollars? Yeah, but it's mm. sad, though, because people will do more with that for strangers than they would for somebody standing there telling you, I have a cause. Right. Now, granted, where Issa might have fucked up, she still ain't really told us the point of this block party. Like... Niggas been throwing block parties since the eighties. Also, if you're trying to ask for some money from yeah. different restaurants and shit like that, mm-hmm. you need to show some paperwork, not just which a, she had none. Just just walking up with a story. No, yeah. here's a here's a brochure. This is the flyer. This is gonna be the date. Yeah. We're looking for. We got these vendors yeah. in place. We want to know if we yeah. if you want to be down because this shit gonna be the next. Like how to when they left out the restaurant later in the episode and that white girl came up hit her with the flyers like oh the indie music night right you gotta have some uh ready to go but Issa didn't and up fiver yeah everything five dollars yeah she was um unprepared and she got discouraged so in the next scene she meets up with molly and off rip she tells molly like i'm not doing that shit no more i need a fucking job dog and i don't know i kind of all the entrepreneurs, everybody out there trying to do nonprofit type stuff, man, don't let it get to you like that. Real quick, we want to inspire right quick. Hold up, Jay got some shit popping well, on no, Apple I'm getting, Watch. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting replies from. Oh, that, he getting the from retweets that, from that. No, I'm getting replies oh, from oh, that tweet. Oh, to the tweet. Yeah. So okay. we'll, we'll, once we get into yeah. it, we'll, we'll, yeah. And Jay out here about that Twitter beef. Um, <laughs> off the episode, this shit ain't been going on for an hour. But Issa uh, met up with Molly. And they linked up. Issa told her, I'm not doing that block party shit no more. I need a job. She mm-hmm. like, I got my resume out there. Um, yeah. I Found this. the one nigga? Yeah. From fuck. that from that job fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She linked up with uh with the dude from the job fair whose organization looked like what Issa wants to do. And uh, she just told Molly, like, fuck that dream shit. I need to get a boring job like you, nigga. And Molly told her. Yo, my boring ass job is getting on my fucking nerves. And she kind of gave a little insight. Um, so the partners at her firm, if you remember, she kind of ran by my nigga Torian. Now, before we get to her, uh-huh. in the Issa's interview, did you get the vibe that he didn't really give a f- He wasn't too keen on her? The uh, nonprofit Hispanic yeah. nigga? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's impressed by her. That's, that's the vibe I got. Like, I think she comes in there kind of jovial. And very like, she looked too excited and not she serious. Was, she was going off that we had a really good conversation months ago at the like oh fair this, yeah just like in real life because you know that you may be the perfect fit for this shit right mm-hmm. we don't know you fam yeah you need to articulate that to me yeah because you walking oh this is gonna be a shoe in I'll yeah. be perfect to work here I've done nonprofits all I want to do is nonprofits but they don't know that about you. Yeah, they see your resume, but what are you off paper? Yeah, and now all that little the cute shit that we like Issa yeah. for that shit don't work. That in don't the work in no interview, interview dog. dog. No, Issa's a goofy motherfucker, dog. She's a goofy motherfucker. A lot of that goofy shit, yeah, that don't work in the cut the band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like <laughs> cut, cut that shit down, man. She be on some fucking Marlon Wayans yeah. shit. Yeah, Issa, you a goof, dog. But uh, yeah, man. So she interviewed with old boy. It. Did that go anywhere? He ain't tell her. He hit her with like a have my people call your people. He hit her with like, why the fuck you still in my seat? Like yeah. it was an awkward, like <laughs> the interview's over now. Yeah. Fuck on. Yeah. Um, and that was that. But for Issa, it's a start. Cause right now she has absolutely nothing going on. 
And so I'm guessing that shit at her apartment, that's part-time. Like, what is... Because she keeps saying, I don't have a job. But it's like, you do that, the apartment, like, supervisor or superintendent shit. Well, she and do, you do the lift. Well, she does that, and they take, like, half off the rent. Got you. So as long as so she's doing really, that, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Got you. So That's how she can afford that, quote, unquote, ni- the crib, that, the, yeah. the, the, a nicer place. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the lift is making ends meet. Cause got you. All right, well, yeah, Issa ain't got shit up, so she hyped just to have an interview, but which I ain't a, mad at that. That's a 24-hour on-call job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You so, need some bread from that. That should be your job. Like, that shouldn't just be I get a discount. That's like, never mind. I'm not going to talk about these flight attendants. Um, Tired of the ass. Anyway, Molly, uh, speaking of work, Molly, if you remember uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago, she went past my nigga Torian back. Torian was like the fucking senior associate at the firm, kind of just under. He seemed like he on the partner track. Like, that's his. And Molly, the brand new associate lawyer, young, vibrant, she comes in there and that nigga wanted to review her work. She didn't give him the chance to. She knew he was caught up in court on some other shit. And she went behind. She presented their presentation without him. And now she looks like this, uh, the all star. Um, the brand new associate. Molly she dirtbag. She dirty as fuck for that. And it was funny because Issa called her out on it. Issa told her right in that first scene, like, yo, that was kind of shady. That you a dirtbag. And Molly like, no, nah, if men did it. Yo, I mean, women have a very, like, wild uh, perception of how men. Granted, some men that you see and, like, hear about in the workplace, like, on political levels, for instance, just as a as an example, yeah, those type of men are shady, and those is the sneaky nigga. But this was your regular black owned fam. This goes like, back to the conversation the that we had last week. Where yeah. absolutely these things are plausible and they happen. One hundred percent. This happens much more on television and yeah. in conversations than is have then ever it, happened in your real life. And not only that, but it wasn't happening now. <laughs> like that wasn't the, that nigga just wanted to review your work, bro. Did you hear that bullshit ass excuse that she gave? Regarding this, but later on, where she was all like, I don't want to be like the other people in my office waiting to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to just be held up at associate and all that bullshit. Let's do a timeline. Fam, fam, you literally just got here. Like, let's do a timeline. Uh, Nathan got ghost for a month. Yep, which we found out later, by the way. Yeah, he was gone for a month. Whole last month. When she first started kicking with Nathan is when she first got that fucking job. Yeah. You've been working here for a month. Yeah. And you already talking about you don't want to be stuck at a social. Stagnant? Nigga, you ain't you you ain't got your 90 days in. And here's my thing. You was already working on the case with him. You didn't have to try to jet past the nigga. Nothing shady was happening here. So I'm actually really glad that Issa called her out on that. And Issa called her out a couple times this episode, which I was happy to see. Because Molly, yeah, that shit was shady. Um, Torian seemed like a cool ass nigga. I don't know. He could be a kiss ass. We don't fucking he know. Is. No. But... You did that nigga dirty, fam. He was still, I mean, he was still playing the, like, I'm the man around these parts shit. Yeah. But it's a learning curve when you yeah. get into any new position. I mean, it is what it is. And uh, speaking of that, so Molly was at work. Uh, she went in and she asked the front receptionist, like, yo, where's Torian? I want to holler at him real quick about the case. And the lady was like, oh, he just went in there with the partners. They called you, too. She goes in there and they announce Molly. I'm like, this bitch about to get fired. <laughs> I, I knew what they was going to do only because they kind of hinted at it in the, uh, the preview for this episode. So they announced Molly as co-counsel on the big case that she was 
under Torian on, helping him out with. He yeah. was a fucking junior associate, and now you're co-counsel on this nigga's case. So Torian don't look happy at all. Um, Molly's ecstatic because she then her shadiness then got her a nice little boost in the firm. Um, they were so impressed with her work. Torian ain't got no mustache. Bald niggas with no mustache is wild. Can't trust a nigga. Y'all, yo, if you bald with no mustache, you got a five o'clock shadow mustache. You're a dirty, nasty bastard. If you bald, can't trust a black man without a mustache, though. Yeah, but uh, but especially a bald. Like I don't want that to go over nobody's head. (laughs) Literally, nigga. No pun. Grant Hill face ass nigga. Oh my god, man. That nigga Grant ain't never had no. No, he did have that uh, goatee for like a minute. Right now on television, broke his ankle and shit. Yeah. Broke ankle Grant was a goon, nigga. Uh, TNT Grant, wild ass nigga. Um, like so, think about Tori. All right, he working at this joint. He been putting in work for how long? You been there? Bring the new chick in, right? Mm-hmm. When a new girl come mm-hmm. in, he reach out, try to help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then because the other girls look at you funny, you kind of like, you kind of play off of them and shit. Yeah. Because. You want to fit in with the other girls that's there, and yeah. then you end up snaking the nigga. Nah, I um, while he was in court. But you know what though? She gonna you gonna get yours, B. You gonna get your. She got belly later on in this episode. We gonna get into that later. Uh, speaking of men in the episode, kind of having an influence over shit that's happening. Lawrence, man, he went and met up with his pops. Now his pops was played by that nigga dresser from Five Heart Beats and shit. Oh, uh, a heart is still a house, mm. ass nigga. And um, they met up. What is that nigga name? He's in that everything. Nigga's and name is And he's a good dresser. actor. No, he's phenomenal. He should do voiceovers. He got like that type of voice. Uh, but no, that nigga name is he, Dresser Until I Die. Wasn't he somebody boyfriend in the uh, movie? Like some bad bitch. I'm sorry. Some bad young lady. Yeah. And like that was he was like the corny boyfriend and shit. Like I don't know. I can't believe you're gonna talk to I can't think oh, of Oh, he did more. play like a Braxton ass. Yeah, nigga. yeah. Yeah, damn. All right, we gotta think about that. Cause he for sure as soon as you did that voice. Was it um was Holly Be- was it at Mo Money? Holly Berry? No, no, no. It wasn't uh, Mo Money. It wasn't Mo Money. Was it Mo Money? Yo, man, let us know what else that nigga Dresser was in, dog. If you listening, tweet me or tweet Jay, text me, Insta message me. If you find Insta message me a couple times. But, uh, yeah, whatever that nigga Dresser was in, let us know because we cannot remember. Yeah, he was. It was Mo Money? Yeah. Motherfucking Mo Money. All right, Jay looked it up. Still DM me, though, if you cute. Um, so, yeah, and he's Lawrence's dad here. And they met up at the diner. These are some diner attending motherfuckers, man. And they at the diner. He asked Lawrence what's been up. Lawrence told him, like, you know, I seen Issa. He like, how's Issa? Issa cool. I was like, did you not tell your dad they broke up? Yeah, because he for sure asked about Issa like this was current. Um, And Lawrence told him, like, Issa's straight, you know, but we done done, though. Lawrence got a little different energy than he had when we last seen him after the baby shower because yeah. then he seemed kind of optimistic. I, like, it was so I think clever writing here, yeah, yeah. because they he was like, oh, we okay, like you know, we mm-hmm. okay, we saw mm-hmm. him. I like nigga, are you? Do you think this is going somewhere? Yeah. It was. And like, then he told his pops because his pops was like, well, are you dating? And he like, eh, every chick I meet. Thought he about to tell his dad about the chlamydia. I, I thought he was finna <laughs> let him know, like, Pops, I got burnt, burnt, nigga. But, uh, no, nah, he just told him, which I kind of felt him on this. He was like, every chick I meet is fucking, uh, what'd he say? 
they married, divorced, married, this divorced. Yeah, they they all come with baggage. And his pops, he was like, man, I wish it was like me, you and mom. Like you and mom met, fell in love, and got married. And his pops was like, nigga, we both came with luggage, nigga. Matching like luggage, nigga. matching he luggage. Said, you think like, your mama is easy? And essentially, I, nigga, Sylvia. That's what he said. So. uh he probably married to like Baby Doll from Five Heartbeats in real life, nigga. I don't know. I just anybody that was in Five Heartbeats is forever gonna be that. But uh, I feel like that's the probably the really shit said on the show, nigga. Everybody comes with baggage, fam. I got my own. Jay got his own. All y'all motherfuckers listening just got your own baggage. Stop thinking you gonna meet somebody that's just perfect for you and y'all just gonna walk away in the motherfucking. Wind and shit and be <clears throat> awesome. You not, dog. Lesson from dresser. Um, and then we start getting into the meat of this shit. So Molly pull up to Issa crib because it's Issa's 30th birthday. So she had told Issa when they met up earlier, like, yo, for your birthday, don't even worry about it. I'm going to scoop you. I got a surprise day set up for you. Whole day plan. Issa like bet. <coughs> Molly pulled up to pick her up. She was getting ready to shoot her a text. She was like, yo, happy birthday, bitch. Yo, chariot awaits. But then she ain't send a text and tell her to come outside. Because she looked in the rear view and seen a light-skinned ghost walking up the street. Nigga, nigga skipping up the street That like, nigga, Nathan. Skipping up the street like Ezel. Dog, nigga. Oh, yes, nigga, man. That nigga, Nathan, walked up with flowers like nothing happened. Now, I wouldn't have guessed. Again, we found out later in the episode that he had been gone a whole month. Nathan don't look like that flower type of nigga. He don't. He With also. The- I didn't think he had been gone that long. I thought they was about to tell us it had been two weeks. That nigga been gone a whole month and popped up with flowers on her birthday. Yeah. Nathan, you might be a real ass nigga, dog, because only a real nigga would just try to slide past, like, you know what, let me get her some flowers and pop in on this bitch. So Nathan walked up unexpected. He ain't called. He ain't shot a text back. I would just like to say, for the record, uh, via conversations I had with some of you personally who Mm -hmm. who may or may not be listening currently, Mm -hmm. and what I said on the show last week, I said, shoot the nigga some bail, yeah, because he may have been a reason, yeah, that he was gone. Well, and he had his reason. I'll just say that before we get into it. I always, I said, hey, we yeah. don't know, we don't know. You can't assume, yeah. And Molly, something else that was a theme for the episode. She seeing the worst in everything. She saw him first before he even got to Issa's door. She hopped out the whip and ran up on him like, yo, fam, what is you doing? And as you, as the ladies say, she read him. Yeah, she read him. Uh, she told that nigga, fam, you've been gone a fucking month. Now you pop up with some weak-ass flowers. Like, what's good? Nathan like, yo, I'm light-skinned. My beard is patchier than ever. And hey, look, at the time, I'm like, all right. I mean, like, all right, Molly, you yeah. representing. I wasn't mad at her. But where I'm going to tell you where I got. So Issa had told Molly, like, yo, I just want a fucking drama-free 30th birthday. Cool. So she didn't tell Issa off the rip that, yo, by the way, Nathan tried to come to your door, but I blocked him, though. Because she was trying, you know, according to Molly, to keep the shit drama free. My thing is, block him. I'm not mad at you stopping a nigga from going to the door, because you know that would have fucked up the whole day. Facts. Issa would have overthought everything. But tell her, though. You Before got, or after the movie? I'd have told her. Because if you tell her before the movie, you're not going to the movie. I'd have told her when we got to the movie with Kelly, because I feel like Kelly's a good buffer. She the one, you ought to went to the popcorn stand and she been going. He's a weird motherfucker. He's is a weird motherfucker, but I, I feel like you can't been, go that whole because she did tell her after and it ain't I would have probably well. been like, "Hey, look, 
I know you say you don't want a drama. Are there any asterisks? Because I got something that could be the drama, yeah. but I'm not sure. Yeah. So, hey, I'm going to put an asterisk. Remind yeah. me to tell you. Put that out there. Yeah. And be like, um, if it, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. I personally, I probably would have said something at the movie. But either way, Molly didn't say shit. Um, she let the day go on. She got this day planned. Scooped Issa up. They went to the movies in the park, man. It was like a whole little setup at the cemetery. Um, some L.A. shit. There's some shit they be doing out there for real. There's some disrespectful shit. Yeah, so they go out there. It's a whole movie set up at the cemetery. Uh, I go to, to the cemetery to, to view one of my loved ones, and you motherfuckers is eating popcorn and, and watching, watching a fucking Last movie. Dragon, nigga. Oh, Not just life. a regular movie, nigga. Granted, I love the fucking Last Dragon. It's a classic, uh, nigga. But, like, I would be highly fucking irritated yeah, if I I'm, go to see one of my love. You know how much I pay for this motherfucking head stuff? Yeah, and y'all niggas is... Uh, you put picnic. your little, you you dropping your fucking your coke slushy all over, <laughs> all over my loved ones. Gotta, no, fam. Got a picnic on my pops, nigga. Somebody, <laughs> like one of these grays about to have an extra participant in this motherfucker. Yeah, no, nah, I um, that's some LA shit. That you can't do that. None of it. Imagine the uh, cemetery over there off of Grand River, right? <laughs> with Telegram, yeah, three hundred niggas watching Last Dragon. It could be so many shootouts, but this was some nice shit. Um, cause I. Until they said cemetery, I thought it was at the park. Like, that's how nice it looked. Apparently, bury me in L.A., nigga. Uh, so they pull up to the cemetery. And they get there. They was like, Kelly is holding them down a little spot. They in line. They waiting. And while they in line, boom, my nigga Lawrence pops up. Everybody who ever needed to. Daniel, the only nigga who didn't pop up this episode. Because everybody popped up this episode. Um, but Lawrence <laughs> popped up. He he bumped into them uh, while they was in line. He said, "What up?" He was like, "Yo, I'm here with Chad and the homies." Shit, good to see y'all. And Issa kind of gave him that look. That oh, oh, it is good to see you. Look, it is you. Like looking like you. And look, they showed a little because she's like, "Oh, I they had figured you would be here too." Yeah. Because apparently they, Last Dragon, you can get that vibe that Last Dragon is like some shit they used to do. Last Dragon is the shit. Yeah, I yo. Thought, I thought my uncle was it was the star of the movie for a long time. Real quick, I'm going to just say this. If there's a girl out there that likes Last Dragon as much as Issa, hit me in the uh, <laughs> Instagram DM right now because we might could talk, man. That's some shit that... Come you can't vibe with everybody. Me. Hey, dog, you can't vibe with everybody off that line. When you got the glow, nigga... When you got to glow, you got to glow. You need to glow to glow to grow, nigga. Hey, if it's a chick out there that like Last Dragon, man, hit me up right now. If you cute, I will holler back. Um, so her and Lawrence had a moment. They had they did a little show enough back and forth, and it was like okay. And then Lawrence walked off, and Issa was staring that nigga down on the walk off, dog. And Molly called like, her out on it, and I was like, uh, damn, did Lawrence forget her birthday? Mm. I thought about that too. I was, I was like, like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he handled it cool, though. Like, just because you ain't my girl, I ain't trying to make it weird. I don't want to, whatever. And he, he kind of did the play a move later and shit. So then they get out of line. They go meet up with Kelly, the homie. Kelly funny as shit, man. Yeah. I'm going to miss Kelly till next summer, I felt like it was, they was, she was a real extra today. Yeah, it they, felt like they gave her, they like, all right, we're going to. It was the they want her to go out with a bang. Same amount of jokes that we normally get, but they was real back to back. Yeah. I was like, all right, nigga. This, she did a set. <laughs> like damn, she got a two minute set. Yeah, they um funny though. They went up, met with Kelly. She thought she seen some niggas she fucked in the 
crowd and shit. She going off on a nigga and it wasn't even the nigga she fucked. Found out later it was the nigga she fucked. She came back like, shit, now we back together. <laughs> nigga Kelly funny as shit. But uh, she asked Molly about the Asian nigga because Molly asked her what was up with the one nigga from Coachella you was fucking. And she was like, oh, we broke up, whatever, whatever. I had to end that. And then she asked Molly about the Asian dude. And Molly like, oh, he was doing too much. This is what I hate when girls do. Lying. I hate when girls get together and they talk about the nigga that she used to fuck with. Because y'all going to have her back. Nobody's going to call her out and tell her, yo, you fucked that up. You blew that. He wasn't doing too much. He ain't do shit. You was doing too much. All he did was joke with you and be Asian. That nigga ain't do shit else. He can't help being Asian. Oh, and Kelly is the godmother of of Tiffany's baby. Tiffany's baby. So we did not get to see Tiffany no more. I'm I'm upset about this. Yeah, I feel like th- I'm upset about this. Again, where you gave me three Daniel episodes, maybe we could have touched on this Tiffany Derek situation. We ain't see Derek hanging out with Chad and them neither, by the way. Um, yeah, maybe we could have touched on that a little bit. I maybe. thought I was going to get some closure on that like, or find Because now I'm still wondering if she was cheating on this nigga and if that or baby is that, like, his. Just, what's up with Tiffany? Yeah. Because she yeah. seems very depressed. Yeah. Um, and depression is real. Yeah. But, oh, well, guess we got to wait till season four. But uh, then we shift over across the cemetery over to fucking Lawrence and Chad and them. <laughs> they chilling and Chad put it out there that him and his fiance got back together. He kind of slid it in the convo. Because he's holding a purse. Yeah, he was holding a purse, and they asked him, like, uh, fam, what the fuck, nigga? And that nigga was like, oh, yeah, this is my fiance shit. Like, she back. And Lawrence, like, she took your cheating ass back? And that nigga Chad said, motherfucker, yeah. Like, I was begging and pleading and... You know how this works? I do something really fucked up. Yeah. She gets mad. She forgives me. I'm back in. And then that nigga Chad said some profound shit that I thought was going to take us in an obvious direction, but I'm glad it didn't. That nigga said, I wasn't about to start this couple shit all over again with someone new. The fuck I look like? Let's talk about that, yeah, nigga. I thought it was going where you Let's thought it was going. Let's talk about that. Um, obviously, when he said that, everybody's thinking Lawrence, old gullible ass, is about to be like, mm, I definitely need to get back with Issa because... It ain't work out with the church, bitch. Yeah, all these other we didn't have not the church, bitch. My bad. Last we didn't have three, three or four encounters, and they all been really good. Yeah. and we've been kicking it. And, and I got chlamydia when I tried to be out here, so maybe I just need to get back with Issa, who might have chlamydia. So don't just think that you're going back to some clean pussy. Uh, but yeah, nigga, how you feel about going back, nigga? What's your, what's your like? I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm not going back, nigga. Like when you uh, done. Once I've actually, I've had a once I've we've been broke up, and like really broke up, because mm. you know you get mm. them, them one week or two week breakups. Like yeah. that don't necessarily count, but like once you yeah. actually broke up, yeah, I never went back for a relationship. Yeah, because um, I, I mean I've been back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've never been. Yeah, back ain't for nigga a been rela- back. I haven't been back for a relationship. I, got I think you. it's a. I just I don't I don't it's not we're not the same people no more. And so. In my mind, because I, I agree with you, like, if you really, really break up, that go back could go one way, it could go another. Because y'all are y'all should be completely different people. Because if you really broke up, that means it's been some time. Um, and with Issa and Lawrence's case, it's been some time. He seems to have gotten a little bit more enlightened, but at the same time, he also went out there and was sowing mad oats. I wonder how long it's been. 
Yeah, I would love love a timeline on that. It's LA, so you can't really pick the timeline together. I know it's been a it's it's been a couple months at least, six to eight months. I don't know if it's been like a year yet though. Yeah, I don't Um, know. It could be. And I, I, do you think somebody could grow in like six months? Let's just call it six. Well, see, I think last season when when Lawrence was uh, when he first got the job at the the place, I think Mm -hmm. he was there for a while. I think there was some time that went by. And that time that Issa was going through her whole shit, yeah, I think that was some time that went by, yeah. And then this season, then there was time. Like it must be like eight to nine months. And see, what's kind of wild with them too? They both slowed their hold down. Um, because Issa had her whole phase last it's been, season. Let's just say it's been ten months. Yeah, we can call it ten because the baby ain't here yet, right? Mm-hmm. She like what? She oh, you had your baby shower? You bought what? Eight months? Shit, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I think eight. Close to the yeah delivery and shit. Yeah, so they broke up. Y'all round, can tell we don't have babies, right? <laughs> but they broke up around the time that that, that Tiff Tiffany got pregnant. Said she was pregnant. So yeah. let's just get a month before the end. Yeah. Let's say about eight to nine, 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 nine ten, ten months. Nine ten. All right, you definitely can grow in that time if you've been broken and they've been broken up. Like they wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Fucking around. It wasn't no oh we bumped into each other. Like it had been a minute. Yeah. Um, I think that's enough time. Each one of them went into their whole bag. Issa last season, Lawrence, we caught up. That's what he had been doing since we hadn't seen him in a minute. He'd been out here fucking anything. And um, I think him getting burnt was kind of the nigga. Like, niggas need something that. Niggas need a scare. We either need a pregnancy scare or a curable STD for us to be like, you know what? I got to stop this shit, man. Some type of scare. It ain't got to be one of them two. But some got to scare you. Something happens and be like, all right, let me slow my ass. All right, nigga. Story time with Ant. We're going to get into my scare, nigga. This is when my life changed for the better. So, nigga, when I was 29, I, um, matter of fact, I wasn't even 29 yet. It was the summer right before I turned 29. So I was still 28, headed to 29. And I just broke up with my four year girlfriend Mm. we had broke up and it was the real breakup like Mm -hmm. this was it and i knew it was it she knew it was it so it was like i i got over that you know i'm saying i wiped my tears off and i got back in my bag you know i'm saying i'm like all right baby we out here and i went out and i fucked this chick and she wasn't a random necessarily like i knew her but i didn't like her i just wanted to fuck she was attractive i just wanted to fuck and I did, nigga. And I didn't told, if you know me a little bit, I might have told you this story, but fuck it, you going to sit through it anyway. So I went out, I met her up, or I met up with her, we seen each other at the bar, and it was like, cool, we exchanged numbers, I hadn't seen her in a minute. And then the next night, we was both at two different clubs, so I'm texting her in the club, she in another club, and I'm like, yo, what you got up when you leave there? She like, nothing. I'm like, pull up to the crib. She like, bet. So she pulled up to the crib. Came through, whoop, 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 we did what we do, and then she went to sleep. I don't really like people. I'm like Nathan, nigga. I don't really like nobody like that, so. Because, you know, after you bust, you go back to normal. Yeah, when I, nigga, you turn. Like, immediately go back to normal. Nigga, you turn back to Bruce Banner. I almost feel like the devil would be like, all right, nigga, you can have your conscience back. It's literally the Hulk to Bruce Banner. Like, I don't know. I am regular as fuck, nigga, and I got the nut off. And she was asleep, and it was like, damn, I can't really kick her out. Because now I'm a little older. I'm almost 30. So I couldn't kick her out. 
Because she been at a club. She been drinking. I can't send her out there on the road. What if something happened to her? The bitch down my... She going to die on my dick? I can't let the bitch die on my dick. So I'm going to let her sleep. But on the flip side... I can't sleep. I don't like you like that. So you're in my bed and I'm uncomfortable with shit. So nigga, because you're going to give it the wrong idea. I'm you... a, and now you're going to think I like you. I can't do that. So I start doing mad shit to make noise. Nigga, like I turn my fucking. <laughs> I'm about to clean up, vacuum Bro, on and shit. I turned the fucking iHome on. Nigga, I got the iPod playing. I got the TV on. It was on the fucking weather channel. I'll never forget that shit. It was the sunniest day in Atlanta ever, nigga. And I'm like, I wish it would rain on this bitch. But, uh. I got that on. I kept flushing the toilet. My bathroom wasn't even in my room, nigga. I was just hoping shit catch the wave and shit. Uh, I kept opening, like, one side of my door that kind of creaked a little bit. Nigga, I'm opening and closing that bitch. I'm, like, in and out of the bed, bouncing. I got the, you know, the commercial with the mattress where they dropped a bowling ball and yeah. the pins don't move. Yeah. I'm the only nigga bought that bitch, nigga. <laughs> so I'm trying jumping to. Jumping up on the bed. She's sounding Nigga, asleep. I'm in the bed like the fucking uh, bounce house, nigga, trying to get her to. She ain't moved, bro. So finally, her phone rang the next morning, man. It was probably, I'm going to say about 11. Um, phone rang. And oh, she was sleep, sleep. Oh, she was sleep, sleep, nigga. Phone rang. She got on the phone. She talked to whoever the fuck called her for a minute. And then she finally got off the phone probably like 30 minutes later. Like, she had a full-blown convo with whoever hit her. That's annoying. So by the time she got off the phone, nigga, I'm fully dressed. Nigga, it's a Sunday morning. I never forget this shit in my life, nigga. I'm fully dressed. I got a whole fit on. And she woke up like... So you want to get some breakfast or something? And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I can't even do that because I got to go tutor these kids. Now, I did have to. <laughs> I'm about to go to Africa Yo. and feed the children in Darfur. <laughs> now, here's the fucked up part. I really did have a tutoring session that day, but it wasn't until fucking 630 that night. Yeah. She didn't know that. And you technically tell the truth. And I'm, t- nigga, I'm going to go to heaven regardless. So I told her, yo, I got to tutor these kids, man. I can't even go get breakfast, whatever. She was like, all right, well, shit, you ready to go? And I was like, go where? And she was like, to take me home. And I was like, fam, why I got to take you home? <laughs> I was like, if I drive your car to take you home, I'm going to get back. And she was like, I didn't drive here, silly. My homegirl dropped me off last night. Bitch, I could have sent you home in a cab, Uber, Lyft last night. I thought you drove. That's the only reason I didn't kick you out. And it was at that moment, at 28, almost 29, a year from 30, that I was like, Nigga, you got to change your life. I didn't get burnt. I didn't get nobody almost pregnant. Like, I can't but I had, doing this But shit. I had a scare because that was my scare because I don't never want no human being laying next to me that I don't like. And she was there all fucking night. And that scared the shit out of me, bro. Look over at the motherfucker like, what did I do? Bro, what did I, do? I drove her home. She lived far as fuck, nigga. If you ever lived in Atlanta, I lived in the city, nigga. I lived right in fucking Buckhead in Midtown my whole 10 years in Atlanta. Most niggas in Atlanta don't live in the city. They live far as shit. She was one of them that lived far as shit. She lived in, like, fucking Duluth Mountain, Lithonia-ass niggas. So we drove way the fuck out there. It was the most quiet. Every restaurant we passed, she like, you sure y'all want to get nothing to eat? I'm no, like, bitch. bitch, I don't eat. It's Ramadan. I'm not feeding your poor ass. It is fucking Ramadan. Yeah, but had somebody come over your house and you figure, like, you came over here to eat food. To eat? Because you always come over and you went directly to the refrigerator. Fam. I hate a hungry bitch. You said, could you make some? <laughs> no, I can't. No. 
I ended up, you know what's funny? I ended up stopping that motherfucking like uh I'm like all I got is some, checkers on All I got is some broccoli and some rice. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. I got like, that bitch up. Damn, nigga, you wanna eat the broccoli broccoli and rice? Nigga, nigga shit. We drove by like a fucking checkers. I got her a big Buford. <laughs> Yo, your pussy trash if a nigga buy you a big Buford. I just want you to know. Um anyway, nigga, but big that was Buford, my scare though, bro. Big Buford's the closest thing you got to a Coney Island hamburger. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> and the bitches are delicious, nigga. But uh <laughs> that shit's Solid. Let me just be it's a dense. real life burger. Let me be dense in the That's a real dog. life burger, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> but if I, if any I, chick that ever eat a big Buford in front of a nigga is a nasty. If I still eat, if I say a beef, man, I go give me a bu- yeah. big Buford right now. Nigga. If a chick eat a big Buford and tell you she don't swallow, she lying, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she nasty, nigga. <laughs> but, uh, you took that big Buford, <laughs> that big though. Buford, though. That big Buford, big though. Buford's be having mad ketchup on them anyway. So that was my scare, though, man. And I felt Lawrence in this moment because Lawrence was talking with Chad. They was kicking it. And Chad told him, like, fam, I'm not starting over. And Lawrence had that look on his face like, damn, maybe I shouldn't start over. Maybe me and Issa been vibing. Maybe I should go back. Man. But that ain't necessarily where that nigga went. At least not at the moment. We're going to get into that. And, And meanwhile. Meanwhile, Molly. Molly going to get some snacks from the concession stand. She bumps into a nigga we ain't seen in a minute. And I actually, yo, I vouched for this nigga for a long time. And I don't really vouch for gay niggas like that Listen, in this instance. Because he was like a weird gay. He wasn't like out. As soon as that nigga turned around, I'm like, man, this nigga look gay as hell. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what nobody tell me. By the way, I'm halfway done with my 40 right now. Yeah, yeah, We we getting down through there. This is about to be the ignorant part. (laughs) This is the ignorant half of the episode. I'm like, this nigga look gay as hell, All uh, women, gays, and... uh, Christian men, just know that me and Jay don't mean nothing by whatever Not is about to happen moving forward. I'm just so, saying there is a look. So it Molly bumped into Jared. Um, if you don't remember Jared, Jared is the light skin homie from season one who worked at Enterprise, who Molly was dating and was cool. At first, she tried to play him because the nigga never went to college, but then she gave him a chance. Then my nigga start fucking her, and Molly was all in. You know what I'm saying? The dick got her. The dick can get a motherfucker. In fact. So the dick had got her, but then they was sitting down after a fuck fest, and they was having an intimate convo, and Molly told him about a time she fucked with a girl back in college. Let a girl go down She on let her. a girl eat her out. You know what I'm saying? I feel like all girls is kind of fake gay, by the way. I hope not. I, but I no, no, no. Real life, I, I feel I, like I, yeah, I, I'm a, I, if I'm going to give it a number, I'm going to say seven out of ten women have... Done something with another chick. I ain't gonna say they let another chick go down on them or all that. But they did something that I'm not necessarily with. You ain't gonna fucking uh, Drew Hill in my bed, me. <laughs> but Molly was like, I let a girl go. I let I let somebody go down. My yeah, head. and nigga was like, me and the too. Nigga Jerry, <laughs> Jerry hit her like hashtag me too, nigga. Like, what, like, she like, what you mean? The girl went. I know you like no, no. I let my my nigga do it. The nigga so that, said this shit so casually. Yeah, that nigga Jerry definitely. And he was like, I was on one time. He tried to play it like. Oh, it was a one-time thing, you know. The nigga sucked my dick, <laughs> and then look, this will fuck me up. That nigga has said, "I wish we'd been reviewing this since season one because we would have killed that app." By the way, no that nigga shit. Jared say, "Yo, it was a one-time thing." I forgot, but all I ain't about like this it. shit, dog. That shit was hilarious. That nigga say, "But I ain't like it," and I, I'm gonna tell you why I fought for that nigga. Because I hate double standards, nigga. I hate double standards. No, and double standards exist. I'm okay I, I with this that, one, no. <laughs> But I was just I don't like, want my... I don't know. I don't want no, no, my... No. Listen, put it like this. Yeah. I don't want my woman or any woman I ever been with or the girl I'm going to be with, her ex-boyfriend was like, 
Like you was dating a nigga who said a who, nigga with nothing, and you was okay with that, bitch. We get we over with. I just wanted to argue, so I had to fight. I stood up for that nigga Jared and his gay ass nigga. That nigga gay as shit, man. But because uh, me and the other niggas you clearly date don't got shit in common. First of all, I'm not your type. Yo, now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> between yeah, I don't know if I want to count Chad. I'm gonna count Chad just for. But right now, Chad, Nate, and Jared is the three light-skinned niggas on this show. And outside of Chad, nigga, them other two got light-skinned niggas looking real bad right now, dog. So Molly bumped into Jared. um, And the last (laughs) time they talked, it wasn't great because once he told her that he let a nigga suck his dick back in college, she was done with him. And from having conversations with women after that episode, a lot of women are on Molly's side with that. I can't even be mad at them. Like, yo, that's... That's one of them double standards that just, it does exist. Like Jay said, like, men can't have had a gay moment. That'd be perfectly honest with you, dog. Yeah. Like, I don't want my, my wife to have a had a gay moment. Now that, I'm not going, I can't promise you that ain't happened. I know. Because <laughs> women is really, I've dated some women who have surprised me and told me some like, like, oh yeah, by the way, I got down down with a, Shit, and I'm like, wow, really? And you try to act like you don't give a fuck. I'm okay. But okay. In, in real life, I'm Cisco in the in my bed video. Like, this don't turn me on, bitch. I'm in the you in the silk pajamas with that bitch at my crib at the loft. Man, I'm gonna knock your motherfucking head off. You and her. Um, but anyway, Molly bumped into Jared in the line, because Jared like Last Dragon too. Apparently, it's a lot of niggas in Last Dragon. Jared was lit. So he like shit. I'm at the nigga film, and uh, initially they seemed like they was hitting it off again. It she was, was like she was teaming like the nigga, yeah. ain't, like the nigga ain't get his dick sucked by another man. She forgot he was kind of fake gay. So she like, oh man, how you been? He like, yo, I'm the regional manager at Enterprise now. He had the little corny job. Calvin, like, you ain't on the fries no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Calvin had moved up. That nigga Jared was like, yo, we'll still pick you up. They was having a moment, yeah. like, and he was trying to get in his bag, and then it was a little awkward though. But it, it was, was a little because we remember, nigga. I remember. Cheesy voice. Nigga. Molly had a little uh, Issa moment. Mm-hmm. She started blurting shit out. Like, yeah, she got a little awkward. And then while they was vibing, the vibe got smitted in it ass. Because <laughs> here come another light-skinned nigga. And he walked up. And we don't get like introduced to him. He just walked up to Jared and was like, Can I, hey. He walked up looking gay as hell. But look, it was what he said that fucked me up. It wasn't even just how he looked. Dog walked up and was like, Hey, I'm about to go back over to our blanket. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, no. Oh, shit. Yo, so Molly, me and Molly made the same face, nigga. Like, Molly looked like, oh, shit, I like, forgot this, this nigga. This whole time, I'm thinking, like, I know they ain't about to let these niggas get Because, like, yeah. this nigga up here looking real, mm-hmm. uh, he looking real uh, emoji with the little hand yeah. on. I'm thinking, like, oh, shit. Then my man walked up, I'm like, yeah. And Molly looked at dog when when my man walked up and said, well, I'm about to go back over to our blanket. Molly looked at Jared like, oh, uh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, I, I got to go. And she awkwardly dipped the fuck out. I got to go to church in the morning. And she uh, was like, oh, man, Jared, it was great seeing you. Boom, boom, boom. And she got the fuck out of Dodge, nigga. She left. And I was like, damn, Jared. Now, the writers got- have told me I should not be judging books by its cover. We so. doing like Molly. We're immediately yeah. thinking the worst of all situations because – at this point, we like, oh, Jerry, gay, gay. <laughs> that nigga came all the way out. You helped that nigga see that this was his life. That he really wanted the D. Hey, shout out Pause. to the uh, 
to the light skinned niggas on the show, man. Y'all looking rough because that nigga that walked up on Jared was light skinned, nigga, and he made the whole situation look well rounded. Like, That's oh, nigga, wild, we, it's a gay world we live in. Nigga, but I, I was cracking the fuck up. This shit really tickled me, dog. Because <laughs> she was like, she looked like, I'm like, oh. Molly, you got the worst fucking luck with me. Yeah. yeah. Cause she really did look like oh shit, I ain't seen you in a minute. She like oh Let's pop shit, off. I keep fucking up while everything yeah. else. This is my la- oh this. And he really himself. liked her. If you remember that, because I think that's why I really stood up for dog. Because I was like, damn, he really liked your bum ass. Like, cause you remember uh, she had played him for uh, Jadena. Jadena was on there that one episode. She and took and him Jadena, to the little and Jadena kept it a hundred with her. Oh, he ass. kept it a buck with her, nigga. But like, look, nigga, Jared was just Jared was all like, yeah. I can play this shit too. I don't really fuck with you like that, yeah. but I ain't gonna make you look bad. Yo, if you get held by a nigga with red hair, you <laughs> yo pussy different, nigga. But uh, now that I think about it, Nathan is the Jadina light. <laughs> that nigga, <laughs> nigga hair is kind of brown yeah. too, yeah. But uh, so yeah, Molly went back over to Issa and Kelly, and she was like, "Yo, guess who the fuck I just ran into?" They like who? Oh, she like Jerry. Y'all remember Jerry? And they was like, "Word." How was it? And she was like, that nigga's gay. Like, he was with his boyfriend. His boyfriend walked up. It was mad awkward. But then. Shout out to the writers for that. We found out. Nah, that was that nigga's brother. Because both y'all niggas. The whole family. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? The whole goddamn fam gay. But nah, uh, Jared, his brother. He was like, hey, this is my girlfriend. And their girlfriends walked by Molly and them. Shout out to the dark skinned girl he was with. Yeah. Nah, he, he kept it a buck. Um, shout out to light skinned niggas that go get him a dark skinned queen. We love that I shit. I love that man. dark skin. Uh, but Jared, his brother, and both of their girlfriends walked past Molly, Issa, and them. And then Jared introduced everybody like, "Yo, Molly, my bad. I ain't say nothing earlier, but this is my brother and his girl, and this is my girlfriend. This little dark skinned queen right here." The and Molly, Molly had the stupid face. Had the very familiar face that she usually wears. Yeah, the stupid face, nigga. Molly face ain't really. Her eyes be getting big as shit, nigga. Boy, them eyes. You know what I realized? She get them Tracy Ellis Rosses. Shout out to my boo. I was talking with somebody, or one of our friends and shit. Mm-hmm. Boy, everybody on this show got teeth like a motherfucker. Nigga, nigga, go back to the first episode of this that we recorded about uh, Insecure. I talked about everybody teeth, nigga. Nigga. It's a big teeth ass show, bro. Even Lauren's got some big teeth, low-key. He like... But semi, he got he, the regularest he's, teeth. He's semi-regular. Yeah. But in real, like... He got a half an insecure mouth, half a regular mouth, nigga. Yeah. Dro, the rest of these, no, mouth. yeah, Dro, Molly, wild. Molly T, big, Issa T, Issa T, they just got like big mouths. Daniel, Daniel had the biggest teeth, nigga. Like, nigga, is that a requirement? Like, did it, let me see your dental records. Please. Yeah, now these motherfuckers got some, uh, some Steve Harvey work. But anyway, um. Oh, on the way out, because the movie ends or whatever, and then they on the way out, and Issa stopped to talk to the lady that hosted the event. Um, did 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 uh, Lawrence come back over yet? Oh, 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 before the movie ended, when, uh, after, matter of fact, after Molly went back over there, after she bumped into Jared, Lawrence walked over, told Issa happy birthday, gave her some raisinettes. While this was on, I ran to the bathroom. Yeah, and yeah. When I came back, Lawrence was sitting down yeah, in the blanket. He sat so. down and gave Issa some raisinettes for her birthday. I'm guessing that's her favorite candy, or that's what she would eat. <laughs> raisinettes is fire. And raisinettes is <laughs> uh, underrated candy, bro. <laughs> Nigga, that shit is fire. Raisinettes is underrated as fuck. Nigga. Yo, buy me some raisinettes, I'll give you today. Difficult ass bag to get into. Facts. 
I don't know why they fucking bag is so difficult yeah. to open up. You need a you need a why like, you can't just get a regular bag. Like bro. the yellow M M&M and M bag is perfect for raisin eggs. Oh my god, that motherfucker opened just too rip easy. easy. That you know what what M&M bag? But uh, that raisin S bag, I'm I, I'm using them. Yeah. Some, they use some of them big ass teeth. I mm, that might be why that's her favorite candy. She but get into it when you go to the movies. You get that cardboard boy. Poked a little finger in that bitch. You do, true. But sometimes you go to the movies and they give you that boy that got the plastic bag in the cardboard. Yeah, that's that whole ass bag. Oh, that's that. I don't like that bag. I'm gonna wrap my Christmas gift up in another gift yeah, ass. Yeah, I don't like that bag, nigga. You a whole ass uh, movie theater. You do that bag. But uh, Lawrence went over there, gave Issa the raisin. That's hit her with a happy birthday. Yo, if you, I'm about to get nigga some advice real quick. If you and your girl break up. And you kind of considering maybe hollering back at her, you know what I'm saying? It's been a minute. You kind of miss her. You done bumped into her a few times. Keep it cool till her birthday pass, and you can get her a box of fucking Raisinettes. Something real <laughs> sentimental, nigga. And you ain't got to spend that much. That nigga spent a dollar and a half on some Raisinettes, and she loved it. Because you can get away with the sentimental gift when and we kicked he, it in a minute. When he walked away, it was like... Mouth the happy birthday. Yeah, to and now that nigga just bought him for one twenty five. He just bought himself a year before he got to get her a real gift. He could have smashed Issa that night. He definitely could have fucked that night. This on some emotional shit. Yeah, it's your birthday. Well, yeah. I don't know. The Jeremiah birthday sex. Mm, you gotta have I, birthday sex. I'm trying to think, I only had a lot of birthday sex, nigga. Jeremiah was lying when he wrote that shit, man. Niggas don't. Yeah, I ain't really. I gotta keep a girlfriend. My track record with girlfriends, I usually break up right before my birthday, and it's unintentional, obviously. Yeah, plug planning, Sam. Yeah, no, that's definitely my bad, but I'd be like, damn, it's always some crazy, reckless shit that happened right before my birthday. I think these hoes be trying not to give me no gift. Could be. I'm tired of you broke bitches. But uh, anyway, so. Now we get to the fun part. Yeah. We're an hour in. we almost hour in, but this is this is the fun hey, part in my, in my 40 looking low. The, the 40s is happening. So um, my little 40 uh, cold indicator is getting light, yeah. so I got to drink this motherfucker faster. But uh, So anyway, they fucking leave. Issa went, hollered at the, the lady who held the event. This is old girl from Kelly or Tiffany's Definitely baby don't shower. remember her from Tiffany's I don't. She was fine as fuck, too, she? nigga. I must have been tripping. No, no, no. I don't remember her from Tiffany. I'm just saying in this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was fine as I thought it was me because I don't no, remember her. Because I, I was like, was that the girl that was hype when they first walked in to she the baby seem, shower? She didn't seem as bougie. She gave me a different vibe. Yeah. yeah. She seemed like way more down to earth. So I couldn't remember. I might go back and watch that episode. But she met Issa and them at Tiffany's baby shower and Issa went over there just to ask her like yo how did this pop off how did you get this done because I've been trying to hold this block party that has no uh, vision statement whatsoever um, no purpose and I can't get nobody to like fuck with it but you got this event in the cemetery funny how Issa shit went from a festival to a block party quick Mm -hmm. as fuck yeah she went from Coachella to a little basement joint (laughs) Coachella to a fucking kickback yeah uh but Issa went over there and she talked to old girl and old girl was kind of inspirational to her. You know what I'm saying? Kind of, she gave her some fucking, some love. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, stick to it. You're going to hear them nose. You're going to hear all of that. But stick to it, man. Be persistent. Because that's how I got this done. Be persistent. And Issa was lit. And she walked away loving old girl. And she was smiling and happy and hype. And then her and Molly went back to the crib. And this is where it get litty. Issa and Molly go back to the crib. They kicking it because it's still Issa's birthday. So Molly was spending the night. They laid up in the bed doing like girls do, being fake gay, whatever. Y'all love a little slumber party gas. But anyway, y'all all a bunch of Jareds, nigga. But they laying in the bed, 
having a ball, reviewing the day, and Issa's telling Molly, yo, this was a great day. Like, you really killed this day. And Molly was feeling herself. She was like, yeah, I did plan a great birthday. I <laughs> Keep them evil spirits around or whatever I, the fuck she, she said. I was, I was a nigga blocker. And then Issa was like, wait, what you mean you was a nigga blocker? Like, what you mean? She was like... Oh that, shit! That nigga, that nigga Nathan came over earlier, and I told that nigga get the fuck on. And that's when it went left. Issa was like, "Wait, what, bitch? Like you? We just went the whole day. You ain't said nothing, bitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> she was mad, dog. And I, I feel her again. So I'm a different type of nigga. If some shit with a with a chick happens, that's like a chick." That I fucked with or something shady weird happened and my nigga run into her or my nigga talk to her. Anything, any sort of insight. You can tell me off the rip. I'm not a sensitive nigga that's not going to be able to take that. Facts. And I want all information. All of it. It was funny. I process my shit different. I'm not an emotional nigga like that. Yeah. And my niggas know me. Like, so my my very first uh, girlfriend, my first love from college, nigga, when me and her had a a pretty bad breakup and then an even worse post-breakup. And when I moved to Atlanta, probably I had been in Atlanta probably like a year. And I remember one of my bros hit me. And that nigga was like, yo, I bumped into such and such. And I was like, damn, word? And that nigga was like, yeah. He was like, bro, where you at? I'm like, nigga, shit, I'm at lunch with my coworkers chilling. Like, I'm cool. He was like, well, look, man, I you know, I was hoping you was somewhere you could sit down. I'm like, what's up with her? She got cancer or some shit? Like, what the fuck is you trying to tell me? You know what I'm saying? And that nigga was like... Bro, she pregnant, and she had a. She said she engaged, but she ain't had a ring on her, so I don't know if she lying. But this is how, cause your bros know they can holler at you, and this was he ran into her at work. They happen to work in the same building downtown. He called that nigga hit me as soon as he seen her, uh, and that's hit, what Molly didn't do. People hit me about my exes yeah. when I don't even want them to hit yeah. me. And that was the thing. I hadn't talked to her in at that point like a year and a half. Me and her hadn't talked. So I ain't give a fuck. Did you give a fuck? I mean, when unfortunately, I think I was kind of forced to give a fuck because yeah. I had a, a very different type of breakup. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, we wasn't together, but people would hit me up like, hey, um, what's up with old girl? Yeah. Because she kind of like not acting herself. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, y'all know what happened. Like, we're yeah. not together no more. I can't be the one who broke it and the one who fixed it. Yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying. Mm. So it put you in a fucked up situation where, and I unfortunately I had to have a real difficult conversation. Mm. Like, hey, look, I know we're not together no more, but that don't mean you got. There are certain core values that a person like. Listen, because yeah. I don't want to be with you, don't mean I don't care about you yeah. as a person. That's a fact. And like, you got friends that's supposed to care for you, supposed to be looking out for you, but they clearly they not because. People are trash friends, and instead of actually helping people get over breakups and relationships, you just give them drinks and tell them to go out and party. Mm. And that's not what everybody needs. And turn up, yeah. When this person has a different core value system, and now because they're not in a relationship anymore, you just feed them drinks and have them go out. No, and guess what? Guess who got to be the one who fixed the situation? The one who, quote-unquote, broke your heart because he don't want to be with you no more has to now sit down and have a conversation and like, shit, yeah. like, look, and it's a very tough situation to be in. But yeah. if you care about this person' well being, you know, I'm about to just you. I'm about you to, ain't gonna let them wild the fuck out, and you watching it. Yeah, yeah but, I respect that. But everybody calling me and texting me like, hey, you, why don't you say something? Yeah, I'm not the one that's supposed to say something. But 
I respect the information. Give me the information. I'll handle it and process it however the fuck I want to do it. Yeah. And then on the flip side of what Jay just said, you know what I'm saying, similar to some situations I've been in regarding breakups, I'm also, as the nigga, not finna fix some shit you broke. That's enough. That's the other end. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay not gonna watch you. Yo, he broke up with you for a reason. Well, well, well he not gonna watch you sabotage your life just because y'all broke up. Like he still care about you as a person. Me, I still care about you. But if you fuck that up, nigga, you fix it, nigga. So yeah, it's a lot of ends to that spectrum. But uh, either way, how'd you feel in this scene? What you feel was about to happen? So I felt a couple things. So. Issa was on a high. Like, when her and Molly was sitting in the bed talking, she was like, bro, I just had this great-ass day. But more importantly, what I think really kind of hit me, she told Molly, I'm inspired again. I want to do this block party again. Because I just talked to a girl, and she's done something similar to what I'm trying to do. And I have my inspiration. And then it was like, Molly hit her with that, and that was that gut punch. You know what I'm saying? Molly... You did exactly what she said she didn't want to happen. I wanted drama-free 30... And you let me have this fantastic day where my whole shit was perfect. Now, and Mal- I'm telling you it was perfect. Now, Molly, you're a lawyer. Facts. You are a very intelligent person on paper. Facts. You understand the... You understand how important it is to present information in a certain way yeah. so that it's understood. That's your job. That is what you literally That's literally get paid what you do, do for a living, yeah. Why would you present this information that way? Yeah, and she said it so nonchalant, like, yeah, I was a nigga blocker. Like, fam, really? That's how you tell me that the nigga I've been... And as a lawyer, yeah, you didn't even present a good argument after she got caught out on it. Facts. Like, nigga, you do this for a living. Yeah. What's old boy name at work? Torian. Did Torian take over the gig? Because I don't know how good you're going to be arguing a case if you can't beat your... Yo. You you know your best friend. Yeah, you... Yo, so that's the fucked up part. Molly and Issa, for them to be best friends and for them to know one another like the back of their fucking hands, they've had several of these moments during seasons one, two, and three. Molly has had several of them. Issa know who the fuck Molly is off rip. yeah. She know her off rip. But this the only point that I felt fucking Molly on. Literally, this the only thing. When she was telling her, like, yo, here's why I didn't tell you about Nathan. Yeah. It was bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But the one thing she said that I felt, she was like, bitch, you just had me at his crib looking like a fucking Facts. idiot. And you was in there playing damn detective. Yeah, she you, said. You was Columbo and shit. Yeah. What she called her? I can't think of what she called fucking, her. But she was like, yo, you had me over at this nigga's crib fronting in front of the Asian dude. And put me in an awkward put position. Put me in an awkward position with a nigga who I wasn't feeling just so you could try to see what was going on with your boy. That's fucked up. And that's, that's the one point she had that I was like, Did right. she call her Harriet the Spy? That's what she called her. <laughs> Harriet the fucking spy, nigga. And she like, Issa, you was over there. You on this man's computer. You checking out his damn Coachella wristband. Like, you was wilding the fuck out. So I felt Molly on that point only. But I still feel like, like me and Jay just said, yo, our people have hit us the minute they've seen some wild shit with our ex, you know what I'm saying? Or some some shit that we needed to know about our exes. Like, our people hit us immediately. When it's your best friend, it's your mans, hit them, dog. Like, get at them. Let them know. Because at the end of the day, they not mad at you. This shit ain't going to be awkward with you. And you got to give them the fucking the freedom of choice to react how they going to react. And Molly didn't do that. She waited until Issa was at her highest moment. And then she fucking P 
pierced the shit out that balloon and busted that motherfucker dog. And Issa was pissed at her, rightfully so, man. And Issa got up. She was mad. She walked away. You know, and called her out like, look. She told her, you've been being selfish. And, and I th- so what, what I thought, and this ep- was about to happen because it's a finale episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought they was about to be beefed out again. Like fall out like they had done and before. Yeah. But when she read her, mm-hmm. her through the She list, did it respectfully, And she was though. like, listen, you've been fucked up. And that's not you. Yeah. That's not the person I know you are. Yeah. And then she walked away. And you and, know what she did, though? She compared it to the shit at work. She was like, fam, you see the worst in everybody. Like, the nigga, tour, like, me and Jay told y'all on this Weekend Culture episode 15, she told Molly, you went behind that nigga Tori and back on some shady shit because you thought he was fr- trying to micromanage you in the whole time. You're seeing the worst in people. That nigga was in court. That nigga just wanted to now, know what if, y'all was presenting. If he fam. was at the crib or he bullshitting yeah. or he, you know, he making excuses, he just not there. All right, do what you got to yeah. do. That nigga was working. Yeah, literally. On another case at your firm. Why would you snake me like that? Like, fam, he had zero choice to be where he was at. You didn't have to go behind him. And that's what Issa told her. Like, yo, you've been on some kind of negative shit. You've been fucking seeing the worst in people. Like, she told her about Torian, but she could have easily, just as easily told her about the Asian dude. Like, yo, that nigga didn't mean no harm by the shit he said. Not a fucking harm whatsoever. But because you're so in this negative space, you took it. Like he was fucking out to get you. And it was like, fam, he really was. He thought he was joking with you and even said, oh, I didn't know that was something you were still mad about because you just hit me with the same joke. nigga." Man, let's think about let's talk about before we get to the final joint. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about Insecure and the writers at HBO and me and the writers of the show. Yeah. Who doing a remarkable job with four hours of content? Mm -hmm. Probably about three hours and 30 minutes of content because none of these episodes are actually 30 minutes. The finale is the only one you're going to get some real time on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so much that was left out of this season and this finale that I wanted to see. Yeah. But, like, how much information can you pack inside of 30 minutes? Yo. Why is this not an hour show? I need HBO. Like, HBO, if you listening, I need y'all to do one of two things. And we talked about it last week, but it is fucking prevalent every week. I need this shit. If you're going to only give it eight episodes, I need an hour. If you can't give it an hour, I need 10 minimum. At least, really 12, if I'm being a honey. But 10 minimum. I need two more, bro. Listen, fam. You can't keep doing this shit every year, bro. I think next year is last season, right? So That's just me. The way this- Give them eight episodes, but give them an hour. The way this ended, this finale ended, I don't think next week is. I was with you, but now I don't think next season is last season. Because I feel like they just gave us a little bit. So, all right, let's continue. Molly fucked up with Issa, and then the next day Molly goes to work. She bumps into Torian. She runs up on Torian with some like, yo, I got some other fucking uh, shit to use in this case. We got whoop, whoop, whoop. Torian cut her off. He was like, fam, bam, that's all you. She was like, what you mean? That nigga Torian said, oh, I'm not on that case no more. I'm on this case. You more than capable to handle this shit yourself. And she was like, wait, so who's going to be my fucking co-counsel? He was like, oh, you got it. And then that nigga went in his office and sat down with the same two associate women that she didn't want to work with previously and was trying to run away from. Now, look, now this is layered, right? I love it. I think Naya. I think Naya. Uh, I think uh, Molly. That nigga Jay is <laughs> faded. Look, I think Molly was messed up in this situation. I think yeah. she handled everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I don't like how they. I don't like how Torian acting, dog. I liked it. He acting like a female. I was with it. Like allow her to a chance to apologize. Nope, I'm on a whole another case. Fuck you, ho. <laughs> nope, but <laughs> I'm out of here. And what I'm looking at is like this is the reason. <laughs> yeah. On some on some we shit. Yeah. That we don't ever. Yeah. Come together and fix shit. Yeah. It's Molly fault. One hundred percent. She looked out for self, right? Yeah. I get it. She knew she, but it's understandable. And the other two women in the office with her, yeah, I mean, in the office should be understanding as well because yeah. they know how it is. I'm assuming I'm speaking from the outside looking in. Right. That being a black woman in corporate America is a different bag. Facts. Being a black man in corporate America is a bag. Uh, is a different bag yeah. because I'm, we negative. But a yeah. black woman, that's negative too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So y'all are working from behind. Cause you black. And your woman. Yeah. So it's some shit that goes Shout on. Shout out to them black queens. There's some shit that's going on that I don't know about. Yeah. That is probably more. You know what I'm saying? So there's other shit. That don't give you the the, the right to snake people and go behind their back. Yeah. But, like, I, for us, my overall goal is for us to come together and do this shit. Now, I feel your point in totality, but I'm going to tell you why I like what Torian did. Because they work at a fucking all-black law firm. So for that nigga... It's us no matter what the fuck I do. <laughs> so fuck you, Molly. It's two other women over here who are okay with their position as associates, who are okay working their way up the ladder the right way. Yeah. They're not sneaking behind. So they're working on a case that they could probably use my help on. And I'm the senior fucking associate. And I'm going to go over here and I'm going to help them out. And I'm going to work with them on they shit. And I'm going to leave you, since you think you big, bold, motherfucking bad, out here like thin line and shit, you big, bold, and motherfucking bad, I'm going to go ahead and let you do your thing. You don't have no co-counsel because apparently you don't need a co-counsel. Because you snake me. Because you went behind me and ran toward the lead of this motherfucking case. So you know what? I'm going to let you add a whole thing. You want to be a partner so bad. How the fuck you about to be like You want to be a partner in a month. A month. In a month. Look at the. Here's my thing right here. Look at the other three partners. Look how old they are. Issa hit her with that real shit. Issa told her. Issa told her. This is probably about the most realistic and uh, he said forethought adult shit she said what you want to be partner and everybody gonna fucking hate you yeah yeah what you gonna okay fine and then it's cause alright fine now you finally a fucking leader and you ain't got nobody to fucking lead cause look at it though look at it though it ain't just Torian cause Molly was working with them other two associates them was her peers but then when you snake behind Torian and now you didn't got fucking co-counsel and now you're lead counsel and you don't have a co-counsel. And Torian's over here working with them too. Oh, this shit fall on Oh, you. you dolo. Oh, and don't you better not lose this case. You better not lose this client. You better not fuck this up because now you by yourself and there's nobody to blame because you said you could do this on your own. So Molly fucked that up big time. Um... And then we go to the next scene, and Issa's walking up to her apartment the next day, and the flowers that Nathan didn't get a chance to deliver to her on her birthday, he brought back, and it's a note on him. I'm assuming the note says, like, hit me up. Like, I would love to talk to you, explain myself, whatever, because I'm a shitty-ass, light-skinned nigga, apparently. So they meet up. Nathan comes over. He don't go in, though. They meet outside. And... He explains himself. He's like, yo, I had to go back to Houston. Teary-eyed. Yeah. He's like, yo, I had to go back to Houston. I had some shit going on. It was some shit that I can't really explain. And he was like, yo, 
sometimes shit happens to me where I can't I get talk real, to anybody about it. I get real down. I, I get, get real, real down about it. I can't discuss this with anybody. I don't know how to explain it to you. So listen. I fucked let's, up. Let, let's take a let's take a step back. I fucked up. And go back to this go back to the scene from last episode that makes more sense now. Okay. Or the two episodes are gonna make more sense now when he's in the bed just staring off into into nothingness, essentially. Yeah. And shit, hey, are you with me? And he's like, uh, yeah. Because yeah. he, that's, that's, he's distracted by something that's happening he's, in his personal life. He's going into a little bit of a depression at this particular point. And he all like, well, how do you know it's real and everything like that? Because, like, hey, I don't be liking people. Yeah. And he probably doesn't. Because it would appear to me that he's battling with depression. And he had to go home to Houston where he's from, to get some bit sense of normalcy. And he said, when I'm in this particular mood, I'm not nice to people. I don't like people. I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. And I had to, I, I, and I went to get away. And like last week, we, we asked the question was that, I've known you for three weeks. How much of an explanation do I, did I, do I owe to you? Now, I think I said, like, what if he got cancer or some shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like. Because we was hypothesizing. We was trying to figure it like, out. Because everybody was like, oh, you ghosted him because the relationship was getting too deep. And, and that's what men do because all oh, men are trash. Like, no. Yeah. Apparently, the man is battling. They didn't come out and say, I'm battling with depression. But, like, we already know that mental health is the hot button. So, they Facts. weave that shit in the show. Facts. And from his from what he was saying and the seriousness on his face. Cause the nigga wasn't even at home when you went there. No. He hadn't been there. No. It wasn't that like man I was, was in just, Houston. Yeah. He went from LA to fucking Houston. Nigga. He crossed mad states. Nigga probably went to see his fucking mama. Who knows what he did? But Facts. he got himself together because he's battling with depression. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. We still didn't. Nathan told her a little but a lot. Yeah. He said, yo, I was dealing with something. It was some real shit. I didn't know how to fucking say it. Sometimes I get in that space where I'm going through something and I don't know how to explain it to you. But I recognize that I fucked up. I recognize that you didn't deserve me to disappear on you. Because she said it like, yo, fam, you ghosted me for a month. This is when we found out it had been a month. Like... Fam, you dipped on me for a fucking month, and it's because you was going through. And he like, yo, some you, shit was you, going on because you didn't feel good. Yeah, and he was like, yo, it ain't. Nah, damn, that's fucked up. To hey, hey, how do you? To, to, so I didn't come out and say this is this is the medication I'm on. Yeah. This is what I've been diagnosed with. This is the, I've been in counseling for the or last. Here's what my family is going. Because here's the thing, and this is what me and Jay been trying to get across to y'all for a minute. They don't fucking know each other beyond three weeks. We did our own little timeline just based on what we were given. We calculated a solid three weeks in them knowing each other. If some real shit is happening in my life and I have to fucking go and I need to go at a moment's notice, I may not tell you, but yo, I really do like you. That don't change. That didn't fucking. But this shit over here that's happening, I'm not comfortable enough with you to even go into this there are bag. There some things that are so deep. Deep rooted. That you you could be with someone for a long time and not mm -hmm. feel comfortable yet to say it. Going into not that because bag. this yeah. person isn't worthy or isn't the right person to help you through it because mm -hmm. you have your own insecurities and you have your own demons that you're dealing with that you don't insecure. know how to express. Insecure. I would definitely be insecure about a fucking stranger and telling her about my personal life if I'm and what's going on. Now, guess what? I have no idea what depression feels like. Yeah. I've never been depressed. Yeah. That I know of. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I've dealt with tons of shit in my yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? And and work, tons and tons of stuff. I don't necessarily know what depression feels like. Yeah. And it's a strange thing, but from what I've been explained and how it's been described to me, yeah, like that's just something that's it's it, it's so personal and so intimate to you, yeah, and how you feel. And sometimes you can never explain to someone; no one else will ever know yeah. how you feel. Nah, because what you feel, yeah, is in like you can write that's every your feeling. That's yeah. your feeling. I've been depressed. I've dealt with depression. I I, I had a very Difficult childhood, I'll just say that, and uh, even childhood into adolescence. Um, I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with suicide. I've dealt with suicidal thoughts. I've dealt with people in my life committing suicide, people attempting suicide and fortunately failing and still being able to continue their lives. I've personally tried to kill myself before. I OD'd on some pills before when I was 13. Mm. I did that. And it wasn't for shit because my grades was fucked up and I didn't want to give my report card to my mom. Like, I mm. had to see. And I didn't want her to give that to my dad because my dad was already in prison and he was dealing with enough and he ain't need me to come on with no fucking seat. Because mm. my whole life, I've been taught this. But it was like, yo, this is fucked up. I remember when my dad almost died when I was 14, dealt with depression again. But that time I started doing drugs. Smoking. Nigga, I was smoke. I smoked more weed at 14 than you niggas. You niggas ain't picked up nearly the amount of weed that I've smoked from 14 to 16. I started drinking heavily at 14. Like, I had a real issue. Stealing cars. Easily. Because it was something I knew how to do. Environment you grow up in. You know what I'm saying? So this is some, But this is all rooted in my depression. This is me trying... Because it was like, all right, I tried to commit suicide thing. So it didn't do you, work. Do you, do you... Three weeks in, do you share this with somebody? I don't even know you to go into that bag. To tell you that, nigga, I was out here drinking my... Fam, I'm 15... Throwing up in Northland parking lot, hungover, because I just pulled over there and we had a bottle of Bellevue and we just drank them off, like me and my homie and shit. And we rolling up trees. And I don't want to go into that with you three weeks in. Right. I'm not going to tell you how I was suicidal at 13 and then again at 14 after my dad's accident and then from like 14 to 16. And it, I'm not going into that because I don't, I don't know you. And guess what? Unfortunately, only thing I can say to you, yeah, because I care about you. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't. I just would have never talked to you again. Facts, facts. So I care about you, and I say, hey, listen, I was going through something. Facts, and that's all. And at some points, I get really down on myself. Yep. I feel really bad. Yep. I don't want to talk to people every time. It's depression. I don't, I don't, I've never felt it, but I know from the people that are close to me and, yeah. and how real it is yeah. and and the the seriousness and the vibrations that I get off of that oh this is something for real yeah and now, you can't j- so the reason I bring this up because I was online this and, is uh, uh, Jay's Twitter beef by the way you know what I'm saying and um what's this nigga name uh not this nigga cuz that that's uh, that sounds bad William Ketchum III, who is the deputy editor for Vibe Magazine. So he had tweeted uh, some stuff, and which I agree with a lot of it. But so essentially he was saying one thing Nathan's, Nathan's storyline did do well today is show the impact that black men's mental health issues have on black women. Between him and Lawrence, Issa has dealt with a lot from men who have depression that impacts the partner too, not just the depressed person. That's the first tweet, and I disagree with it. 
not that. I, well, let me rephrase that. I don't disagree with it, but don't make this specific to black men's health because yeah. depression is not a black men thing. It's a everybody thing. Uh, I battle with depression myself. I've seen an adverse effect on my partners. It's easy to fuck up and, and just say, hey, I'm depressed. It is what it is as a way to forgive ourselves. But we can end up hurting our partners a lot when we don't put in the work to treat it. Second thing I disagree with. Some people don't get over depression. Yeah. It's there forever. You can't force it. So it's not a thing where you can say you ain't put in the work to treat it. You ain't try. That I, 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 I can't get with that. Somebody that's dealing with depression, the thing you don't want to do is point the finger at them and say, hey, you're now, wrong for being depressed. So now I'm more depressed because now I feel it's my, even more my fault. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. There is no worse feeling that I've ever felt than seeing how my depression damaged someone I love. That shit is traumatizing slash haunting. As men, we often assume cheating is the only way we hurt our partner, but not taking care of ourselves can be just as harmful, if not worse. Don't speak for all men, because yeah. that's not how I feel. Uh, first two seasons, Lawrence had to learn how his depression impacted Issa. It looks like Nathan is still discovering that now. This is, all these lessons are, thing is, all these lessons are being learned on the weight of Issa's back. That's not right, regardless of how valid Nathan's problems are. So I replied to the tweet and yeah. said, this situation is unfortunate. But I don't think there's ba- blame to be placed. Yeah, generally speaking, because yeah. we still like, keep in mind we still don't have specifics mm. on what Nathan's dealing with. If he suffers from depression, it's not a fault of his. Mm-hmm. Some never get over it. It's not quotations you didn't put in the work to address it. It's not that simple all the time. Yeah. Uh, so then you know he retweeted and, and replied, which made uh, my uh, acts and replies. Yeah. Uh, jump and he said oh I'm not blaming them either the point I'm making is that depression harms multiple parties and that Nathan can't blame Issa if she isn't down to stay while he works it out that portion I agree with 100% yeah, yeah. if Issa want to slide let her slide but that wasn't really the tone of yeah, of his initial tweet your, tweets. your yeah. tweet was uh, this a black paraphrasing yeah this shows what black males do to black women yeah also this proves that you didn't put in the work and it's kind of your fault I just don't agree with that shit. I'm putting like this on on and this is my last note on my personal battles with depression and shit I did. So when I was 15, uh my pops had just came home from the hospital. My pops was in a real bad car accident. He almost died. He was in a coma for 3 months and after his accident, uh he was left he was temporarily paralyzed. He dealt with a lot of shit. Um he was vegetative. For the entire time he was in a coma. It was crazy. So anyway, when he, he literally his first weekend able to come home from the hospital, like they he had begun rehab. They had started to let him come home on the weekends. You get two days at the crib. His very first weekend. This is the one and only time I got caught stealing a car. I stole my friend's neighbor's car. Stole his Escalade. And we ended up getting caught by my friend's mom she realized that i wasn't there because i was supposed to be spending the night she realized i wasn't there neither was my boy and then his dad it was a long story short but his dad and the neighbor had went out to the casino uh i think uh like mgm some had just opened maybe greek town or not greek town uh what's the other joint motor downtown city. motor city had just opened up 
They had went downtown. Anyway, they came back early. One of them niggas forgot their wallet. They came back. Old boy's Escalade was gone because I had that motherfucker. I dipped. I took that nigga keys out of his wife's purse, stole their motherfucking car straight out the driveway. And long story short, we got caught because they realized we was gone. His truck was gone. They put two and two together. They called my mother. My mom, who's at home. With her husband, who's been in this crazy car accident, who almost died, who's literally on his deathbed, who literally died and came back. And this is his first weekend home. Now she's had to come out of the house to come get me from my boy's crib and figure out what the fuck I'm doing and what's going on with me. And all this shit. Granted, I'm wilding out. I'm lashing out because I'm depressed. I'm lashing out because I don't know how to deal with the fact that my dad, I've been dealing with my dad Almost dying. I've been dealing with this nigga in a coma for months. And then when he's finally okay, now I have to deal with the fact that my life now is forever changed. For those that don't know me, my pops was in prison for most of my life. So he had only been out two years for before his accident. I don't have a lot of years with my dad, quote unquote, normal. Like regular years. Me and my pops never got to throw the football around and do all that bullshit. That nigga was in prison from when I was four to when I was like 12. And then when I was 14, he almost died. So it was like, I only got a few years with my pops regularly. Yeah. So at 14, going through puberty, going through just starting high school, all this shit. Now I'm dealing with the fact that now... I have to take care of my dad. I have to help bathe my dad and clothe him and wipe him up and help him and do all this shit. I'm a kid still. Yeah. And I'm going through my own changes. So I'm fucking depressed and I'm fucked up in the head. So I'm stealing cars and I'm doing drugs and I'm drinking and I'm doing all this other wild shit. So anyway, I stole this car and I got caught and my mother came because they found out and my mother had to call my aunt to come over and my aunt had to come over and help take care of my pops while my mom came to get me. And figure out where the fuck I was. And we just so happened to pull up. My mom's was there when I pulled up in the Escalade. We caught as fuck. We don't know we caught. This is before cell phones and all this shit was really popping. So we pull up. I see my mama car. I know, oh shit, we're in fucking trouble, nigga. And my mans know, oh shit, we in trouble. Because hella lights is on. It's like 3 in the morning, nigga. Hella lights is on and all that shit. So we go up in the crib, man. And the look on my mother's face. So so to the point of that tweet, yes, depression definitely impacts everybody around you. It definitely but at the same time, you cannot blame me for where I was at. Now So you going through all that. What if a nigga just came up and he was like, Yeah, you ain't put the work in to fix it. Fam, I don't even know how, I don't even know what the work looked like to fix this. How about you know what so many people that's out here that's 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 depressed and who don't yeah. know it? Who don't fucking even realize it? Because so that's say, the thing. Imagine, so I say I've never been depressed. What if yeah, I have? Been? What if you? So look, me at fifteen. Yeah, because I was fifteen then. Me at fifteen. I don't know that I'm depressed. I don't know that all this wild shit. I think I'm just being a wild ass, litty ass teenager. No, nigga, you're going through some, but you don't know it because you don't even know what this looks like, fam. You've never been through this, fam. So, yeah, I, to, to the point that Jay was making about that tweet, you can't point the finger or be so quick to point the finger at somebody who's depressed and who's dealing with a mental illness, who's dealing with that sort of shit. So, so some girl jumped out the window and said, there's no blame for depression, but there is blame for blatantly ignoring people who are reaching out to you. It's difficult to admit your mental illness, but it is, but it is doable. Yeah. I'm going through some shit and I got to go through some shit and I got to leave for a bit. 
would have been a start without giving intimate details. Surface level, true. But again, you're thinking of somebody who's dealing with something that's a mental illness. I don't necessarily consider you. I'm not thinking about you. You're not important. When all of this is going on. I've known you for three weeks. Right now, your place in my life, your space that you occupy in my life is not deep enough. And this is coming from a person who is, quote unquote, normal. Yeah. Thinking. Exactly. You're in the right frame of mind. Yeah. I'm not in my I'm right I'm not mind. in my right frame of mind. So keep that in mind, man. Don't be so quick to fucking, yeah, all right, Nathan ghosted her. On the surface, that's absolutely what happened. But don't be so quick to just tell this nigga he's a terrible person because we don't know what the fuck that man's dealing with. And- I know we didn't turn a little somber and shit, but we had to keep it real with y'all niggas Thanks. and let you know depression is a mental illness. Depression is not something that you can tell somebody how to deal with. You can't walk somebody. There's no script here. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell Nate how to fucking take care of Issa when he's not able to take care of himself. And this don't mean that I think Issa should be like, oh, shit, you got depression. Yeah. We should be together. Yeah. Guess Cause, what? Because guess what? Three weeks in, this may not be some shit I'm ready to deal with. Literally my point. I don't want to deal with this shit. You a nice person and all, yeah. but while I'm trying to fix my life, yeah. I just got barely on my feet. 100%. I'm not even, I'm not even there yet. D- hey, it was a cool three weeks. We, yeah. we we kicked it. But yo, fam, where Reasons, I'm at right now, where lifetime. you at right now, we not in a place that's equally yoked. We not in a place that's fucking that matches. So you know what? I hey. I yo, I wish the best for you, fam. Reasons, seasons, and lifetime. That's Everybody not supposed to be in your life forever. That is a motherfucking fact. I'm not ma- yo. You came in my life. You encouraged me. So here's you- what I don't want y'all to do. I don't want y'all to think me and Jay are 100 percent like yo, Nate, you right, Issa, you wrong. Fuck no. Yo, if Issa looked at that nigga in this episode, if she looked him dead in the eye and said, nigga, yo, I hear you. I appreciate you explaining yourself. But I ain't fucking with you, fam. So that was she the point was well within her that. right to but do that. But guess what? Issa feelings are valid as fuck. One hundred percent, nigga. You ghost. I, I you didn't hear from me. you for a month. No matter what happened, because here's the thing. Yeah, we only knew each other for three weeks. So yeah, I could be like, "Fuck you, God bless you, good night." But on the flip side, in that three weeks, I liked you. So it's like it's so it's very interesting or very subtle. You need to be subtle when you're talking about shit like this, right? Mm-hmm. Because my intentions and what actually is and what I actually feel. Could be two totally different things. That's a fact. Issa feels that you ghosted me. Yep. That we made a connection and you disappeared on me and it hurt me because I made you made me feel like there was something wrong with me. Yep. Typically when you're in a relationship and it doesn't work out, you figure there's something wrong with me. I'm the reason it didn't work out. And sometimes, most of the time, 100% of the time, it is not your fault. It's yep. the other person's fault. Yep. Nothing is your fault. It's how how, the, how a person reacts is 100% up to them. So her feelings are valid. Are valid as fuck. And it's not discounting that because if say, listen, I'm not fucking with you. I'm a supporter. And yep. matter of fact, I think she handled this the right way. I'm glad she didn't invite him in. Yep. I'm glad she talked to him out, outside. Yep. And I'm glad she say, I'm going to think about this shit and I'll call you later. Yeah. Here's Here's my last note on this shit. No matter what. Granted, if a person's depressed and they going through something and they dealing with some shit that you absolutely just can't understand because it's not for you to understand. It's their fucking shit. They're well within their right. However, no matter what, if somebody does something to you and your reaction is 
negative or your response is negative or your response is not like, mm, what word am I looking for? It's not conducive to what they would have liked you to respond. You are what, yo, nobody in the world has a right to tell you how to react to some shit they or did how to, to you. Feel. They cannot tell you how to feel about some shit they did. It's a fucking, I can't remember the quote out there. It's a quote I've seen. Said something like, basically, I will not apologize for how I responded to the shit you did. Because guess what? You have freedom of speech. Yep. You have freedom of expression. You can say whatever you want to do. Facts. Say what you ever want to say and do whatever you want to do. And I have the freedom to respond how However I the fucking fuck want I to respond. that. So, yes, you want to get on your podcast and talk shit. You yep. want to get on the internet and talk shit about yep. your family and oh, or Facebook and shit like yep. that. Go ahead, have at it. Do you? But when I run up on you, yeah, just be under understand yeah. there are consequences for everything. Yep. So whether the consequence is something that whether the action that led to the consequence is something that you can control or not, yeah. you still got to deal with it. I ain't gonna apologize for how I react to the shit that you did. So on that note, we get to some more litty shit. We just got a lot real on y'all, but then some litty shit happened. So Issa. It, from back at the cemetery movie situation, she talked to the girl from Tiffany's baby shower. She ends up having a little lunch meeting with her to bounce some ideas. Like, yo, I really want to do this fucking uh, blog party thing. And I really want to talk to you because you just had a very similar event and it was successful as shit. You had a lot of great turnout. I just want to talk to you and maybe see what I could do. So she's talking with old girl. Oh, girl is so fine to me, by the way. I just want to keep pointing that out. And um, she's and she's like classically she's fine. She's nice, too. Yeah. Like, like girl next door yeah. fine. Well, like, I'm not Instagram yeah, fine. You look good without makeup fine. You look good without, without filters me fine. Fucking yeah. my eyebrows up and doing all You ain't got to do all that. Fine. Like, I still, I still a raw you. But, um... So they talking, they have to look good. I raw you up. Remember that the Little Duvall song? <laughs> By the way, Smile Bitch is not Little Duvall's first song. No, not at it's all. It's like his seventh. Yeah. But that song, You not Look So Good, I Raw You Ho, uh, that was a great song and video. And it, it, every, and it was, that was my life story, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of y'all really looked at it. Hey. Anyway, um, practice safe sex. Put a condom on. Uh, end up like Lawrence. Dog, out I here think our committee. 40s is exactly at the same. They both. Yeah. A hey, 40 update. Me and this nigga Jay are about at the same level of remaining 40 ounce. And I got to piss like a motherfucker. But <laughs> we out here, nigga. The still reserve still going. So anyway, Issa and old girl are having a meeting. They have a great meeting. This is Issa, way too much beer to be in one container, Issa, by the way. Yo, it's, yo. <laughs> so imagine me at homecoming next weekend drinking three of these plus some liquor. I will be at homecoming Do you know Saturday. Hill? Yeah. Yeah, I done met Jamel a few times. I want her on my podcast. I feel the like other podcast, especially now that she's not on ESPN anymore. I, I really I, feel like you can hit her up. And I look. think I'm gonna hit her up, and I think I'm gonna roll up the homecoming with some equipment just so I can. Matter of fact, hold up. Hey, my nigga Macho, I know you listening, bro. Jay want to meet Jamel Hill, nigga. Put a bug in her ear or some shit, man. Macho, no Jamel so, Hill. So look, this that's is, his homie. So this was so funny. Years ago, mm-hmm. this is totally have nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. So remember years ago when um, I think it was like GQ put LeBron on the cover. I remember Holding that. a white girl. Yep. And, and they called it like the monkey shit or whatever. Yeah. And they suspended her from ESPN yep. at the time. I emailed her back back in the day just to be like, hey. And this was when I first found out she was from the city and shit. Yeah. I had just emailed her back in the day and was like, hey, look, I think that was fucked up what they did. I think he was 100% right. 
and we just fucking with you because you the truth. Yeah. And she had responded back and shit too. You know what I'm saying? She had yeah. shot me email back, but I don't have that email address anymore. No well, uh, but I think she a dope person. I would love to get her on the uh, other podcast. I love Jamel Hill, man. I think she's great. I do remember bumping into her at homecoming one year, and me and her chopped it up in the liquor line, waiting on a drink at the bar. And then she gave me her email address. She told me to hit her this back when I used to blog. So this like maybe oh eight oh nine. Yeah. And. Uh, I used to blog real heavy and I told her like, yo, I would love to send you some stuff that I've written just to get your opinion. I'm not trying to have you like post my shit nowhere. Yeah. I just want to know if the shit that I write, like if you think it's like on that level, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm writing a lot of op-ed pieces that I would like to have put somewhere else. And I would love to know if it's on that level. And then I remember emailing her and she never got back to me. So uh, Jamel Hill, we love you up here, but you still didn't uh, email me back. I got an email back, fam. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. She ain't read my shit. Uh, but Jamel Hill, you my nigga though, man. Go green, go white, man. Absolutely. But uh, nah, man, homecoming next Saturday. And imagine me drinking 340s, nigga, and then some regular liquor. So anyway, uh, Issa and old girl have a meeting, man. Issa couldn't be more inspired. Like, it's dope. I'm not going to lie. Because we've seen about a season and a half of Issa in, like, complete depression mode. And, like, just, like, not good. Like, she don't know what's going on with her life. Her shit is weird she's confused at the direction was, she's going last week was scary for her. it was scary for her so it feels really good to see her inspired and feeling like somebody got her back again she felt like that for like one second with nathan but then he disappeared on her and she ain't really get that vibe from nobody else so Which now she's is why yeah it is so unhealthy to place your happiness in the in hands someone of else. someone else's hands facts no one has the responsibility Dropping of making gems. you happy you in a relationship do not have a responsibility to make your mate happy. Facts. Your mate has a responsibility to make herself or himself happy. You cannot instill happiness in another person. That, that is, is something internal and very self-reliant. Yep. And yet here she is again getting her happiness from somebody else. But it still feels good to see her in her bag. So Issa's like super geeked and she lit up and she's inspired talking to this woman who's doing something that Issa wants to do and they're bouncing ideas and it's great. And they had this dope meeting and then they like, all right, man, this was great. This was phenomenal. She even told uh, Issa like, yo, I got to connect over here at Rock Nation. I got to connect over here. Like, don't worry about shit. We going to get your shit done. Issa is ready. She like, yo, the block party back on, baby. I'm feeling it. I'm ready. I, I know what I need to do now. Now I'm in touch with somebody who can connect me to people who I need to be in touch with. It's a great thing. Plot twist. Plot twist. So Issa was, they get ready to leave. And Issa like, yo, do you need a lift? You know I got the lift right here. And old girl was like, oh, no, nah, thank you, but I got a date. I literally knew in that moment that she was going out with Lawrence. I knew it in that fucking, soon as she said I got a date, I knew where they was headed. I thought she was about to say I got a date with this guy named Nathan. Nope. I knew Nathan it hadn't shown up yet. I went directly to fucking Lawrence. I nigga. went to Nathan. I'm about, she about to yeah. say Nathan's name. I had no fucking clue it was going to be Lawrence. I went straight there, bro. So, yeah, dog. Um, when Lawrence walked in the bar, I had no fucking clue that old girl, because they just showed him walking yeah, in the bar. Yeah, No clue she was going to be there. She struck me out. Of, I was like, oh. That nigga, I was like, plot twist. Like, I literally yeah. screamed out, plot twist. That nigga Lawrence was at the bar waiting on his date, and God damn it, it was this fine-ass girl, and she walked in there. I and, was like, yo, whoa. Yo. Issa finna be sick, nigga. I'm like, 
Yo. And then when they was talking, she was like, I thought you got us afraid. I thought you were scared of me because I got the when I mentioned the divorce. But when I thought she was to say, when I mentioned I was about to meet with Issa. Mm. That's what I thought she was about to say. Cause I don't remember how they yeah. I don't know how they know each other. I don't yeah. remember her from the party. So he they so this was like off scene shit. So they didn't show him talk to her at the movie. Shit. Did they though? They didn't. Was that the girl he was talking? Listen, though. Hold up, though. Remember, remember when we was talking? They was talking about art on the wall, and they was talking about all the paintings that uh, Tiffany had of herself. Was that was her? Was that her? No, that ain't her. You sure? I'm I'm going to tell you why I know that ain't her. And granted, if it's her, then I'm wrong as fuck, and I'm admitting it. Because I don't right remember now. what she looked like. But I just remember a conversation. And you just took it to why I felt like that ain't her. Because the girl he was talking to about the art at Tiffany and them party, I don't remember her being this fine. Her hair was probably different, though. Her hair could have been different. This could be the exact same girl. I don't again. know. If I'm, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, nigga. And I ain't never and afraid I, I to don't know that this is, I'm just asking the question. But I'm thinking that they was playing it like he met her at the movie thing. At the cemetery. Because uh, she had to be in an episode for Issa to even know. Because, like, for... for, for We for have con- to go back to the baby For continuity. Yeah. Like, for her to be cool with Issa. Like, they, yeah. she have to be in an episode, right? We have to go to the baby shower episode. Yeah. We got to go back to that. Um, but even when Issa walked up on her at the movie thing, she was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. And she was like, from Tiffany's baby shower. So, it didn't give us... Whatever her backstory was, clearly... We don't have a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? She didn't meet a ton of motherfuckers or have a ton of screen time for us to really remember. But either way, I need to go back to that baby shower episode to see if she's the girl Lawrence was talking to or if she talked to Issa at any point. Um, But yeah, man, she met up with Issa or with, pardon me, with Lawrence in the bar. And she was like, yo, I thought I might have scared you off when I mentioned my divorce. And Lawrence was like, nah, man, I'll talk to my dad. That nigga dresser told me it ain't no thing, but the chicken wing got a strange burger king. I thought going to be scared about these DUIs. Yeah, man. He and that like, nigga, he hit her with the DUI shit. She was, was like, like, oh, like, multiple? multiple? Like, I don't even count. <laughs> and I loved it because then it was like, yo, all right, Lawrence is, use that line, he's building a little chemistry. Yo, if I use that line, it's factual. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 me and that nigga Jay. Hey. <laughs> me and Jay have been in jail. Hey. And we have been in a few courts. Hey, uh, I got to go to court on October 16th. Don't ask me why. Hey, Triple man. entendre. Don't even ask me how, nigga. But uh, yeah, man, that nigga Lawrence was in his bag and he got him a new one. He got him a new. Now, here's what I don't want Insecure to do. Because they did this shit with, uh, with Bank Bay. Bank Bay was too ratchet. No, Bank Bay was ratchet as fuck, but she was fine. She was. She was okay. And she could fuck. She had fuck. a body. She could fuck. She had a body. She wasn't she, fine. Because we got to. No, we gotta Bang re- Bay, I'll follow on the gram. Bank Bay fine. Well, you follow on the gram? I don't. Bank Bay fine as but shit. But I, I kind of reserve fine. We got to reserve fine no, no, no. for fine. Now, okay, so new chick is fine. Lauren's new chick, the yeah. movie chick. She fine. I give you that. But either way, what I don't want them to do is have Lawrence, because the, his coworker, the little whatever, I don't know what nationality the, um, she was. The ambiguous bae. Yeah. She was fine to me. And she talked like Alicia Keys. She had that fucking, you, no, don't, know no, dark, fuck. you don't know my name voice. And she was clearly freaking. Yeah, she was like. Fucking uh, everybody in the office. She was like, Lawrence, I don't know if you know this, but I, the I've, one, I've, I'm the one with the braids. I, I, I fucked everybody in the office, but yeah. I'm only with you right now. And well, she, she was probably telling the truth, but. Hey, and I respect that because she was fine. But uh, what I don't want them to do is get me into this with her and it be over after three episodes. I need a whole season of this. Let me get. Let me tell you, fam. This is gonna be over. She not. No, no, no. I know it's gonna be over. I just don't want it to be over because Bank Bay was done in three episodes, nigga. Because 
So Bank Bay got Daniel. It's a certain amount of shit, right? It's a certain type of actor they get that's gonna last on the show. Just not her. But so I I would agree with you normally. However, the way they've done Lawrence, I gotta find out who that is. Facts and what she's been in. Because that's know that she's been in shit. If she's been in stuff and she's like an actor, yeah, like a real one. Then I'm like, okay, they're not gonna get a real actor for like a, a small for a role. few, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'll get like if she gonna. But here's my thing though: the way they played Lawrence this season, where he was because Lawrence, Lawrence he has didn't to be come in next season. By he, the way, yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's definitely in next season. We, we was, know that for sure. Now he was unsure. Yeah, we was unsure this season, but he's definitely in next season. But with this actress, the way they position Lawrence now, because they're still trying to give us Lawrence in these little. It's like his parts are very. Major, but they're giving us a minor role. Right. So I feel like she can last as his girl for more than a couple episodes because his role is minor. You know what I'm saying? So she don't have to do too much. Like Bank Bay, I feel like they were giving us a lot. Like when he went to the barbecue with Bank Bay and did it was like, all right, we know. That that was nailing. Yeah, we was mad invested in Bank Bay for no reason. But I feel like with old girl, they didn't already shorten Lawrence role. So I feel like Daniel's going to come back. I swear to yo. All right, so season wrap up. I think this season was really good. The last four episodes, I feel like the first four were not as strong. Episode four with Nathan, where they had to tour around L.A. and Inglewood, I feel like that's when it started to go in the right direction. But they still wasted a lot of airtime. Like if you compare on, the first four to the last four, the first four was trash. Oh, man, it's no question, bro. Them first four were not it at all if you compare one through four to five through eight. Um, nevertheless, I think that because the last four episodes have been so strong, it was still a really good season. Um, of the three, I would probably say it's the weakest season in totality, but these last four were really fucking good. I think there are better acting in this season. And that, and so that's, these last four showed a completely different side of every character. It explored some depth. We hey, got some depth. Out, shout out to Issa because she Facts. put her apartment together and that shit looks good. Yeah. Oh, so let's get to the end of the episode. So Issa, uh, after the Lawrence shit happens where we find out old girl is actually going on a date with Lawrence, then that's when we go to Issa's crib and that's when she had the combo with Nathan. And Nathan told her what was up, whoop, whoop, whoop. And she didn't necessarily say, no, I'm not fucking with you. But she didn't necessarily say, yeah, I'm going to take you back. She just said, thanks for explaining yourself. God bless you. Good night. And Nathan was like, yo, can I talk to you? Like, can we see each other later? Like, what the fuck? And she was just like, you know what? God bless you. Good night. And she went in her crib. We, we have definitely seen Issa mature. Yeah. Because old Issa would have, that would have been a moment. Good or bad, that would have been a moment. But old Issa doesn't exist no more, at least not in this scene. She told Nathan, you know what, I appreciate it. You know, be get be safe getting home. Be easy. Yeah, and then she went up to her apartment. She cut on, did you peep what they were singing when she put that record on? I did. So she took a record out of her box. She had a little crate Shout full of records. record player yeah. that I'm getting for the studio next week. I just bought the homie a record player, man. Shout out to my nigga C. Morgan. But um, she took... Her record out of the crate, she put it in, and it was like a new version of when you got the glow from Last Dragon. Any woman who has a record player and is attractive and follows me, 
I'll, I will get down on bended knee. Yo, that nigga Jay Johnson will absolutely raw you if you got a record player. But um, facts. and you fine facts. Yeah, and you already <laughs> follow me. Caveat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, nigga, real quick, I just told somebody this the other day. Like my dream in life is to just you remember in uh, Love Jones. Shit, we one forty five in. Facts, you getting the, you getting the y'all uh, getting the fucking nigga, premium package, yeah. nigga. Y'all getting all this shit, nigga. We giving y'all back whole bag, nigga. But uh, no, nigga, my dream in life. Is to slow dance with a chick in my drawers to in a sentimental mood on record though, like they did in Love Jones, nigga. I'm trying to get my Darius Love Hall on, nigga. Hey fam. So there's a meme or a picture going around. So like when I was a kid, well I was younger, I used to watch Love Jones. Yeah. And be like, man, I want to be like that when I'm in my thirties. Yeah. Cause they was probably about twenty seven or something. Had to be. You know what I'm saying? Like I wonder if that's what me and my friends gonna be like. And yeah, I am here to report. That's exactly what me and my friends are like. <laughs> I mean, I used to be hanging out at the poetry spots and shit, too. Like, I really took this shit to a different fucking level. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to that motherfucker. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to slow dance to uh, but Cold you, Train. In my man, I wish we check. was doing this weekend culture while love is was on. Oh, my God. Yo. So, all right. So, that's how the love, episode ended. Because Love Ballad, that last... It, Oh, nigga, I've been listening to that song every fucking minute. All right, so look, uh, Issa went up in her room. She turned on the fucking jazzy-ass version of When You Got the Glow from Last Dragon. That's what that song was, by the way. And then she cleaned up her whole crib. She got her crib together. And I felt like that was them showing us in a very subtle way that she was getting her mind right. Facts. She wasn't just cleaning up the crib. And yo, uh, nigga, clean cleanliness is, is next to godliness. And when clean you clean crib, your crib, clean, mind. clean your mind, clean your spirit. And that's what Issa did. She was fucking cleaning her spirit up, man. And in that scene, I felt like we saw a happy Issa for the first time this whole season. So overall, I'm going to get this season a solid eight. Out of 10. And I'm giving it an 8, leaning purely on the strength of these last four episodes. I feel like these was pivotal. Bam. We about to wrap this up, man. Yeah. I wanted to know what you wanted to see next season. So next season, what I would like to see, again, I just kind of alluded to it, but I would like to see Lawrence and this new chick for a minimum of four episodes. And the reason I say that, because him and Bank Bay got three episodes. Issa and Daniel got three episodes. I need Lawrence and Issa's characters to be with somebody else for more than three fucking episodes. So I need four episodes minimum of this chick. I also need the season to give me something serious with Molly. Oh, one thing we forgot real quick. It wasn't that major, but it might be going into next season. So Molly called the Asian dude. She hit him up over the phone, and initially that nigga was going hard. He was like, "Molly, I got shit to do. I don't need that nigga." That was like, he was looking like a he was in diva mode. Yeah, no, that nigga, nigga had, had his hair down, down and shit. And shit. Yeah, oh my god, that nigga I, was on his Luke. I, I, I was I really wasn't feeling this 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 week's version. I felt him when he said, "Molly, I got shit to do. I can't Fact. do this." But then when you yo, I mean, the, the appearance wise, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no, hey, appearance wise, you, nigga, don't, you don't look like the cool Asian no, nigga. You look no. like fucking Prince. Or Put some your shit. hair back in a bun, fam. Fact. But uh. No, when that nigga said, I got shit to do, fellas, right there, if you're going to go that hard, bang the phone immediately. You don't sit there on the phone and let them get shit else out, nigga. Yo, I got shit to do, fam. Peace. 
bang that bitch, nigga. But as he didn't I'm, bang it. As I'm hitting R1, L2. Facts. Star, that nigga star. was playing the motherfucking XX. 2K19 and shit. <laughs> and Molly came through with that bullshit, but he didn't bang the phone. He let Molly kind of spit that game at him. And she was like, yo, fam. But I'm, Molly ain't real. Molly not real. Because Molly's influenced. Molly is only doing this shit because somebody called you out on your bullshit. That's, That's when natural. Molly moves. Molly moves when people she's close to tells her, yo, you're moving bad. Yeah. And Issa had told her about herself, and then she went to work and saw that, oh, shit, I really did maybe fuck this situation up. So she called the Asian dude on some bullshit, and that nigga fell for it because they ended up sitting on the phone in fucking blissful silence and shit. Man, next season, we're going to see the baby from Tiffany. I want to find out what's going on with her, why she's so depressed. I want to find out if that's Derek Baby, bro. Facts. I want to find out that. Derek Baby. I, need to I don't want Issa and Lawrence to get back together. I want them Not to. Not next year. I want them to keep flirting around yep. and making it seem like that, but yep. I just want them to be really good friends and experience the best versions of themselves as at least as friends. I want to. This is all I want to see, yo. This is a HBO Issa. This is Ant. Um, it's the the one with the braids, nigga. I just want you to know. All I want to see next year is an episode where old girl who held the cemetery shit that's now dating Lawrence. Introduces Lawrence to Issa, nigga. I just want to see that moment, nigga, where she say, "Yo, this is my boyfriend, Lawrence," and mm. Issa turn around and her motherfucking curls frizz up. What's like gonna a, happen is <sighs> when the block party show up, she gonna she show gonna come up with Lawrence. With Lawrence oh, yo, oh, and on that note, I want to see the block party next year. Mm. Like, I want to see it go down. Yeah. Yo, so anyway, man, that was this fucking weekend, this weekend huh? culture. I feel man. like this is a fucking series finale. We just season gave, finale, uh, but we be back next week, by the way. Yo, but. yeah, facts. So a lot of people been asking, like, oh, what are y'all gonna do? Power's gone off, insecurity's gone off. Yo, we're just gonna keep coming here talking this shit. We're gonna talk about whatever's going on culturally. We're gonna talk about music, cause Kanye CD about to drop this week in culture. Lil Wayne Lil about to drop or Lil Wayne dropped. Yeah, pardon that's a, me. That's a conversation. Yeah, these is combos that we need to discuss, man. About the these culture is, things, is talking about yeah. Kanye West on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and yeah, like that. yeah. That's no, he changed the brim shit. on the hat, but it's still the MAGA hat. Yo, all yeah. right, we gonna get into all that shit because I got personal ties into what's going on with Kanye. Shout out to my nigga Mike. But um, anyway, man, this week in culture, we not going no fucking where because there's something going on culturally every fucking day, and me and Jay gonna be here to talk about it. So if it ain't a movie out, if it ain't a TV show out, if it ain't a CD out, we still gonna find something AK, to talk about. Also, I'm caught up with fucking. And my nigga caught up on uh, Snowfall. Snowfall. Nigga, so and, we, we, we doing a fucking review of yo, Snowfall. Yo, y'all gonna get a season. Y'all might just get a whole fucking two-season review of Snowfall. Facts. And matter of fact, we can give them a season review of Love Is, nigga. Nigga. Because that shit been going off, and I still want to talk to somebody about it. Nigga. I don't give a fuck. And I still got episode 10 on my motherfucking DVR because I'm not getting rid of that shit. And I was listening to the soundtrack earlier. Shout this out Week to in Apple Culture, music. nigga. So this Week in Culture ain't going nowhere. For those who was worried about it, just know that me and Jay gonna be here every week giving y'all this bullshit and we appreciate y'all listening go join the group this week in culture on facebook i swear i promise to y'all one day i'm gonna fucking make this m instagram page the only reason you made it yet because i'm like and the commentary like you still gonna get more of that on facebook like we need to do that. but we're gonna do the we, instagram we'll page make it and we're gonna make we the twitter this shit right here we're we gonna do this stop, shit right here right so now we hit the button so nobody's still the fucking name yeah man this week in culture we are not going nowhere we only coming back with more content more fire if there is something that you want us to talk talk about specifically hit us on the fucking facebook group hit us in the dm hit us in the text trinidad and on the gram j johnson 313 on the gram hit us up man. also if it's a show popping or some shit like that for power insecure yep. next year if y'all want to have a motherfucking viewing party and shit yo 
and do a live motherfucking Yo, episode. Tell me if y'all want us to do some YouTube lives while we doing this yeah. shit. Is that is that the way? Yeah. Because if y'all to watch the episode while we talking about the episode, Facts. y'all might as well put your input in. Yo, and FYI, we got, because we're, you know, the main two shows that we fuck with are gone. We about to hit y'all with a little bit of different content. So keep an eye on y'all YouTube, man. And just know that me and Jay ain't going nowhere, man. We in here this week in culture, episode 16, Insecure Finale. We out. 40 God. Um, We did not finish the 40s, but I promise you the still reserve will not go to waste. God bless y'all. Good night, baby.